what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. There's my clapping back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang that's you. for being involved and being that being involved and being active. What a, I missed one. We already starting off crazy. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved and being active on this YouTube channel. And that's you. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. Welcome back. Let's get the clapping going on again. All right, that's what threw me off. And the siren. <laughs> we got a great show today, man. We're going to counsel men and young men alike. Never be the nice guy. We're going to talk about those five male archetypes. And why the nice guy or the guy that lead romance, they simply don't do well. I talked about this earlier in the week or late last week. I can't remember. Can't remember. <laughs> but we talked about this, and we're going to give you detail experience why you should not lead with romance, why you should not be the nice guy. Now, that is not to say you should be rude to women. See, a lot of people think that we merely are a women haters. We don't hate women. Ladies, we don't hate you. We're going to tell you why we love you in a minute. All right. If you give us a minute and let everybody find their seat, we're going to tell you all the reasons that I love you. You're my heart, girl. See, all the reasons that I love you. You're my heart, girl. <laughs> hey, man, we don't hate women around here. We love women. I'm going to tell you that's the reason why I love you. All right. By CGA. By CGA. Uh, but anyway, man, we're going to talk about that. By the way, viewer discretion is advised. You are choosing to watch this content. The announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Did y'all hear that? New, 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 new. Anyway, man, we got a great show. So uh, let's do this. Viewer discretion is advised. You are choosing to watch this content. This show does not promote hate nor harm or harm of any person based on their gender, relationship status, race or class or size, body type, skin color. We don't care about all that. This goal is the show is to promote healthy relationships for men, either with themselves or with other women, right? In the lifestyle, healthy relationships and lifestyle finances and the like, right? So anyway, that's the disclaimer. We're going to roll that. But here's the topics. Junior College Kaylee out here revealing her body count. One of the things that we warn you about with the Junior College Kaylee, specifically suburban women, you got to watch out for them. They're very sneaky as to how they get around. Because they still live by the, they're competing for the top tier men. I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, Latinas and sisters. Y'all think y'all competed for top tier men? You're not. You're not even, you're not even there. All right. You're not even like, you're not even competing for billionaires. All right? These women are competing for millionaires or billionaires. Like not two millionaires, like 50 millionaires. So, uh, but they're very deceptive. They're very deceptive and they have an incentive to be deceptive. And their incentive is they know their reputation will get ruined and drug if they was out here in these streets. In these streets. 50, 11 millionaires. Do me a favor. Hit the like button in the building. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what else do we have on here? Oh, the streets are cold out here. We're going to talk about what these girls are doing here to make a buck. We're going to talk about the singer Monica, the R&B singer Monica. Her dating Kodak Black. This is allegedly her dating Kodak Black. There's an age discrepancy. This is definitely a May-December type relationship. She's in her 40s. He's in his 20s. And I've heard hide nor hair of her being a predator. All right. Hold on. I don't hear I don't hear anybody saying she's a predator. Now, when I, my old ass is out here dating junior college girls, well, mating them, all of a sudden, him a predator. Him a predator. 
<laughs> right? You know how it, how it works in the court of public opinion. They'd be like, him a predator. Any old man that's out there dating those nice, firm, fertile, supple skin, nice, firm toddies. Yeah, him a predator. Him taking advantage of her. <laughs> him grooming him grooming her and him a metaphile. That's what they'd be like. Him a metaphile, him a groomer, him a predator. And he probably like, yeah, they'd be throwing all the all that in the kitchen sink. But now when women do it, the rules change. Oh, no. They must have found love. What is love? All right. We're going to talk about fat phobia. There's women out here just going crazy that you refuse to be seen with these Oompa Loompas out here in public. Listen, and they're going to admit they're getting piped down viciously. <laughs> As we know. They're getting piped down viciously, but they're like, why don't men want us to be seen with us in public? You know, we're going to cover that, you know, and listen, if you're fat, that's just what it is. All right. But as we say over here, fatness never prospers. All right. And we're also going to be talking about never be the nice guy. And we're, we're going to end off the show if we have time talking about can women protect themselves? Can women actually protect themselves? We're going to talk about that. We're going to look at two sports leagues where women were supposed to be the picture of strength. And and um, strength and vitality and uh, competitiveness, and then at the end of the day, in modern times, they're talking about they got manipulated. They all running in the court of public opinion. They're sitting around like this. Oh my god! They're like, hey, when I when I went to my sports league, I got manipulated, and people was taking my peace league. Like, we live in a weird culture. I've always said this. And I want you to take notes. This is a show that you might take notes from if you're a guy that's looking for some direction. Because women are certainly looking for direction. When we get to this archetype conversation and being the nice guy, again, it's not that we're being rude to women. But we have to understand that women were here, all right, as a, as, as a means to serve men. And we were here as a means to protect women. That's the natural order. Speaking of order. New, 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 new world order. That's the natural order of things. Now, people get it mistaken that we're protecting women from others. Take notes. Men were not here to necessarily protect women from others. They were here to protect women from themselves. Oh, my goodness. Can we get an amen in the building? Can we get an amen? Okay. We were here to protect women from themselves, and they were here to be us of great service for us. Our exchange is our protection. And many times there's nobody really coming after women that you have to protect them from. But we were here to protect them from themselves. And this is why the idea that they can spend their first 20 or 30 years figuring things out and then say, well, at the end of it, I'll just go with a guy and then I'll actually, you know, for some in their mind, they'll lead the guy or they'll tell the guy what to do or you'll listen to instructions from them. They got the whole natural order out They're, they They can't give a man instructions, especially a guy that falls in one of the first four of the five archetypes. You're not here to give us instruction. We're here to give you instruction. I mean, because, look, you're gifted a lot of great things in your first 30 years. But most women head for self-destruction, and then they bring themselves to you with more baggage than Erica Badu. Okay? And they're sitting up there like, now I'll listen. Maybe I have a career. Hold up. So I could focus on my career. They're headed for self-destruction, and this is why it was a long time people had rigid Roles, <clears throat> rigid rules and roles that men played and women played. 
And we just got out of a barbaric society not that long ago in America. Probably since the night. I mean, we've been a barbaric society all the way up until the 1960s, if you will. Okay, maybe into the 70s. And now people think, oh, I can just go outside. I can just do what I want. This is a new time. And it's a new time in our um, experience here as homo sapiens that we can go out here and just do whatever we want in the in, in the comfort of our own home without somebody, you know, running through your door, bursting through your door without someone extorting you. Okay, with the police being civilized and somewhat not being corrupt without someone bombing you. Okay, we 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 have a natural border. The, the best thing about the United States, I know I'm getting off subject, is we have natural borders of protection. Ever since the United States and the, the people just wiped the map of everybody from the 13 colonies west, that was to secure the borders. That gave you a natural protection. Okay, the only way we can be conquered is an open border or the ocean. Okay, or a intercontinental sub uh sub missile nuclear missile i mean that that's the only ways we are exposed and we would get a great warning system we'd see you coming across the ocean so we have natural borders to protect us guys most countries don't have this thus we are somewhat safe and secure this gives the people the false idea that they're safe and secure you're really not <laughs> you're really not at the end of the day um most women they find themselves when you get to the last story most women find them still still vulnerable and then when they get taken advantage of, we're supposed to clean up the mess. Okay, I'm, listen, look. <clears throat> Let's get to the show. To contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app, CoachGregAdams.tv on the Venmo. And then last last one, uh, what is it? Oh, PayPal.me backslash CoachGregAdam. Uh, Adams, right there. The link is at the top of the live chat. If you want to super chat, I appreciate your super chatters. All right, you're able to do so not on the free agent lifestyle channel, but over on the notorious CGA channel over there. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> We're gonna do hey, it's almost the intercontinental ballistic missiles, the ICBMs. That's yeah, it is. Oh, somebody said civil war. Yeah, we're always on the brink of that, more or less. All right, so let's get to the super chatters. I appreciate y'all over on the notorious CGA channel. Um, oh, and do me a favor, hit the like button over here uh, on the free agent lifestyle channel. All right, we got Albert Wesker. This is this computer, three screens. Albert Wesker says, average Kaylee got more bodies than Michael Meyer. Good Lord, have mercy. We're going to get to this average Kaylee. We're going to kick off the show with her. So if you guys, you know, you like, you got like a little Kaylee, we're going to have a ginger Kaylee explain her body kind of. We're going to do a poll to see if we actually believe her. Rational Rationality says he tagged an Appalachian State Kaylee last night. All right, shout out to him. He he gives us his lowdown. He gives us always, he reports every day of his conquests over there in the junior college. The streets are cold. True, is it? I'm going to say Tracy O'Neill. That's what I'm going to say. I think I'm pronouncing that right. He says, shout out to the GOAT. Appreciate you, brother, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for being here and contributing to today's show. Shout out to ladies. Love, cool seat. He says, LaFees said that if you want love to last longer, no sex with your girlfriend for 30 days. That's interesting. Mm. I, I see what he's doing here. I see what he's doing. <laughs> I have some ideas about that. I always tell married people don't see each other naked, right? Don't, don't overindulge in seeing each other naked. It's an unconventional thought. I see what he's trying to do there. Because he's trying to build up the anticipation, potentially. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I don't want to judge what he's saying by what you said. 
So you might be paraphrasing and not completing the thought. So I'm not going to judge it. But um, somebody says, what? Why shouldn't you see? He said, how is still down. Why shouldn't you see your spouse naked all the time? Okay, that's a very non-conventional thought. But what's what we talked about earlier this week, are you desensitized by women in the street being naked all the time? Okay, so we talk about we're desensitized. We've seen women in yoga pants for the last decade or two. We've seen women stripping down almost bare. Now a lot of women are covering up. They're, they have a no, new fashion idea to be a little more covered up. We've seen the halter tops. We've seen this. We've seen the shoulders. We've almost seen everything out. Now, if you're on Instagram, you see all the titty out. You see the whole titty out. When you're in a living situation, if you're always accustomed to seeing your spouse nude, you're going to get desensitized by it, meaning you're going to not anticipate seeing her nude or him. Now, a conventional wisdom would be like, no, just had a titty is out all the time. But over time, if you have a long-term marriage, you're going to be desensitized by her nudity. And not only that, her body going to be blowing up like the Goodyear blimp more than likely. And then you're going to see that and you're going to be like, Ooh. you're going to see her in the shower. You're going to see her on the shower with them saggy waggies out. You're like, God damn. <laughs> All right. So that's a thing that I try to tell married couples, right? You don't want to get used to seeing that. You want them to have still a bit of um, anticipation. You want somebody to be excited about seeing it. You don't want to just have it out there. And, and one more uh, kind of proof of this is, is uh, oh, it slipped my mind. But anyway, I had a thought related to that. But it slipped my mind. But this is something that I try to tell people. It's non-conventional wisdom. But it's wisdom nonetheless. You want to you want to be like, hey, this is the, oh, here's the conventional wisdom. I mean, here's the point that I was going to make. What tends to happen is, um, like for guys, have you ever had this situation, guys? You you get a woman, she comes to your she comes to your bedroom and she just takes her clothes off by herself and she stands next to your bed. Now you're gonna still hit, <laughs> but the thrill, the the thrill for men is to unwrap. This is why if you're at a club, you know, and a girl starts wiggling and she starts to take off her clothes one by one by one, piece by piece, you be like, do it a little bit slower, a little bit slower. Yeah. Uh huh. Or as a guy, you want to do the undressing. You want to do the unwrapping. We naturally want to progress like teenagers. Oh, you know, I'm going to take the shirt off. I'm going to get the bra off. I'm going to go. to. You want to take it off. If she just jumps in there, takes her clothes off and stand next to the bed. OK, I'm ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, OK. So this is the same thing with couples. If you just get used to, if she just takes her pants off, she's in bed like this. Okay, honey, you want some? She start peeling her panties off. She take her shirt off. She was like, hop in. That's going to work a few times. Yeah. But if you do that repetitively, you're, you're going to lose arousal. You do that repetitively, he's going to lose arousal for you. And if he sees it that often, it is what it is. And she's just doing, it, it's, it's going to seem like, it's going to seem like if you're a lion and they throw the steak in the cage. Yeah, he's got the steak, but the thrill of the hunt is gone. <laughs> anyway, let me see. ACDC, he says, hey, nice guys, just remember, women don't practice monogamy. He says, that's no more, wait, that's no morgamy. <laughs> they getting that, I don't know, are you rapping? Are you rapping? Are you trying to give me the rap lyrics? 
All right. Okay. I can't get it, man. I don't know, man. You trying to give me the rap lyrics reading at the same time. Shout out to ACDC. The dictator says, laughing my ass off. Coach, have you seen the footage of you and Hafiz on the locals channel? Why did you hit him with the razor's edge? I did. I actually showed it last night, uh, yesterday, the footage of uh, the wrestling. But actually, if you show it, it gets blocked in many countries. I just found out this morning that that, that, that footage is getting blocked. So I can't show it here. But if you want to see it, it's on locals. Or the brother that did it, I can't remember his name. Sorry. Um, he did the uh, whole wrestling event with the red pill versus Hafiz. All right, shout out to Warhammer. Can I honestly say I'm desensitized by woman's body? And that's natural. It's natural. It's natural, especially as your testosterone decreases. The woman then has to be a little bit more special or she has to be in your fetish zone for you to be aroused. As you get older as a man, and young men don't understand this, and I didn't understand it until I got older, um, it takes a really special woman or someone in your fetish zone for you to be aroused by her. You And not only that, long-term sex with the same partner for older men is like, that's death. That's a death sentence. This is when you get into the conversation of erectile dysfunction, which I believe is a myth, but of course, if there's science to, to prove me wrong, fine. What I think it is, what I believe it is, and I've experienced this with long-term sexual partners, it's you're just going to the same, you're just going to the same, <laughs> you can't go to the same uh, store, you can't go to the same restaurant all the time. As your testosterone increases, your arousal will decrease. Your ability to be aroused will decrease. And then you're going to go to the same person every time. Nah. And that person continues to get older and older and worse and worse. Like she's okay. So you're you have a monogamous partner. That partner's sexually wise. She's deteriorating by the day. You are losing arousal. You're losing testosterone. You're both together. She's now 35. She's now 45. She's now 55. She's now. Dude, that's a recipe for disaster. That's a dude. That is two things that don't go together. Those are things that all of those things together is a recipe for disaster. Now, my idea is obviously he's losing arousal, right? So the best way to prove that there's no such thing as a restyle dysfunction, dysfunction will be take that man and give him access to women he likes in his fetish zone or non-deteriorated women, meaning a, he they surprise him with the junior college girl. He's now 50 years old. They take Henry. He's all depressed and beaten down. He's been going at the same piece of peace league for 25 years. He's like, damn, this sucks. Now, let, a, let his wife say, Henry, I got a surprise for you. What, honey? I, I got a girl from the local university to come over. He going to peek up like this. Hmm? You got a what? And here she is. And then she come in with the ravishing Rick Rude song. She walks through the door. Her body all tight, firm. She hitting you with the. She hit you with that shit. Henry going to be like, hey, yeah, take it off slow. Woo! <laughs> Henry going to be up, shoulders back, chest out. He going to be full salute, reporting for duty. Reporting overnight, overnight erectile dysfunction cured.
All right, let me do this. I got to get over to the cash app. Shout out to people, man. I give you, I give you knowledge. And, but we're fighting it, trying to do something wrong nat- naturally because it feels good monogamously. No, no. Shout out to Turner Tassel says, my slow Tuesday has a hus- husband in Spanish. Hit the with the, the yo husband. She has a husband in Spain. Wait a minute. Yo, wait, your slow Tuesday has a husband in Spain. Lord have mercy, man. St- stop with these people out here, man. Goodness, these people are crazy. How about these? Uh, yeah. What's wrong with people? Damien Burge, I have family court this morning. Wish me luck, Lord. Man. Uh, gentlemen, nothing gives you the heebie-jeebies more than having a court appearance in the morning. Oh, man. And you know you're going to see your ex or your baby mom in court. And you know what's going to happen. Bullshit. Shout out to you, Damien, man. He's going to the belly of the beast this morning. Jones G, morning coffee for the greatest in the game. Appreciate you. Thank you, brother. And Kev says nothing. He just sends uh, information. And shout out to turning the tassel. He says facts. ED was diagnosed. And then, then I hit the junior college. Dude, there's nothing like, um, and scientifically, people want to know why. It's not because men are predators. Is that naturally there's communication between the men and the woman. Uh, you got the hormones, you got the endorphins, everything's kick, everything's uh, com- being communicated and biology does take over. So you do have to be careful because what you're messing with is fertility. We're going to be naturally attracted to fertility. And that's what uh, that's your attraction. That's one of the pieces of it. If your wife is older and you know what I mean? And she's been she's been all scraped out and she don't have any more kids like there's no natural attraction to that fertility. There's no fertility available. So that's one of the things, obviously, then tighter skin, typically firmer body, typically. Right. That's what you're attracted to. So um, anyway, but people can fight this with with all the shaming language you want. It, it is what it is. We don't sh- we don't shy away from trying to be shamed from the bullshit of monogamy. All right. Shout out to uh, man. We got a couple more. We'll get into the show. Uh, Macaroni Tony says Latin star Mark Anthony. Well, uh, his new single is called Mala. It's about a man who fell in love with a woman, but she turned out to be bad and an ungrateful person, didn't realize it wasn't worth it, and he goes free agent. Shout out to um, um, Mark Anthony. Of course, men with experience are able to counsel younger men, and I want you mostly to believe older men that have been through some, been through what we call the tumultuous relationships. It's not out of pain that we're speaking like this. We're trying to advise you for sure. All right, for sure. Uh, men with the without this experience, we're going to talk about how they lead you into hopium. We don't want we don't want you to be in hopium. Uh, let's see here. No government name says coach. All the game and Matt guys need to listen to the song "You Ain't No Player" by Karen Wolf. You ain't no player. You're just a bill payer. Oh, we're going to talk about the five male archetypes in which the player is in there. Uh, the player is uh disillusion he's one of the disillusioned men in the five archetypes because he will say things the player will say things like i don't give women money i mean and that's that's very much you know they they but they'll discount that they, they'll have the argument well i don't I, I do pay money but it's indirectly it's indirectly so the, the player's disillusion and it's almost a mature they're they're um what do you call it suspended arrested development the player is the arrested development. And ultimately, 
ultimately is what we do to advise you here. And many women should be agreeing with me when I teach men these concepts because it actually plays into their hand. Okay. It plays into their hand, but let me show you what the player, if it's arrested, is it, if this development is arrested for long-term, he'll turn into this guy. He'll turn into this guy. Let's see if I can play with this guy. He'll turn into this guy when he's older, which is not a good growth process. I'm a horny old man. I'm 61 years old, and you have some big motherfucking titties. Yeah. See, you don't want to be this guy after 40. It's a sad existence to be this guy after 40. We'll talk about the male archetypes a little bit later. It's a sad existence to be here. I mean, it's you're you're, you're miserable. You're dusty. You're old at uh, the player, the PUA, the Mac. If he if he stays in his zone here because it will work up until age 40. But then you'll look pathetic. I mean, th then you're going to start looking like, yo, bruh. I'm a horny old man. I'm 61 years old. And you have some big motherfucking titties. Damn. I mean, listen, <laughs> what a cold approach that is. Boy, that, that's a fantastic cold approach. I'm glad that you're a 62-year-old man and you're cold approaching women in this manner. I mean, God, that tells you, man, you've lost significantly. But we'll talk about that. He's more than a player. He's more like a pimp. <laughs> he down bad, huh? He down bad. I don't want you to be down bad like that. We'll talk about that evolution and growth. All right, I got to not, I got to stop playing around here. We'll call you Andrew. Coach, uh, do you think it makes more sense to pay off all my debt before starting to build my brand? I would only, it would only take one year to do that from today. Absolutely. I mean, listen. There's a certain amount of debts that I'm like to consume, but if you have consumer debt, potentially student loan debt, and you can get rid of it, it only takes a year. Based on where you are, depending on what your age, that year is short period of time. Again, I don't value a year's worth of experience, right? A year is a very short time in your timeline. If you're going to live to 80, a year is nothing. So it might seem like a great mountain. It might seem like a great hurdle to get over. It might seem like a long time that you're sacrificing, but the year is nothing. Go ahead and pay off the debt. All right, let's get into the show. First part of the show here. Make sure I got the right mouse so I don't reveal my feet picture collection on accident. All right, too many screens going. Junior college Kaylee reveals her body count. Do you believe her? Do you believe that this woman is actually uh, uh, saying what she's saying? She's going to talk about it. Let me see if I can pull it up. Share the screen, coach. All right. Okay, there's the screen right there. We're going to go to this tab. I put this on my Instagram, and I think this might be for humor, shits, and giggles. And even if it is, let's just say she's lying. The question is, why would you use this type of humor to get attention? Why are women resorting to uh, being low-quality scab-pilling skeezers to get attention? That is the question. So a person might say, well, that's fake. Then ask this question. Why would you fake this? Why would you put your face out there and fake something like this? Let's go ahead and hear what she has to say here. Uh, this might be middle of the video, but let's see here. Oh, let's see here. There it is. So I'm a little bit of a fuck boy, and this year I fucked 110 people, and I started off at one. Maybe it's the daddy issues. Maybe it's because I'm ginger. The world will never know. So I'm a little bit of a fuck boy, and this year I fucked 110 people, and I started off at one. Maybe it's the daddy issues. Maybe it's because I'm ginger. The world will never know. 
So I'm a little bit of a fuckboy, and this year I fucked 110 people, and I started off at one. Maybe it's the daddy issues. Maybe it's because I'm ginger. The world will never know. All right, so there you go. I let it play a couple of times. I hope you guys can hear that. I hope you guys can hear that. Basically, what she said in more terms than another, she said, <laughs> okay, now let's break this down mathematically because people are like, there's no way. Let's break this down mathematically. Um, She said she's in a whole phase with 110, relatively 110 bodies. I can't remember what the exact number was. However, that's only two per week. That's very attainable for a woman. I mean, if you really, if she really wanted to do it, that would be uh, two men per week. That's all that you would think 110 is a lot. But a person who has access to dating apps in, in, in like in, a, in the 90s, this would be impossible. But with DMs and dating apps and just about anything, sugar arrangements, you can accomplish that. A woman would be able to accomplish that. My question is, number one, do you believe her? Do you believe her? And. I think I don't let's do a poll. <laughs> All right, wait a minute. I can't do a poll on my channel. All right, start a poll. Do you believe Ginger Kaylee? Oh shit, I gotta use this keyboard over here. All right. Do you believe if you don't believe her, explain in the comment section why you would make a video like this and put your presence out there? Well, what's the humor behind it? Because it's not funny. <laughs> no matter what you say, shit like that ain't funny. All right, so let me see here. Do you believe Ginger Kaylee? Kaylee? You know, because women humor is weird. You know what I mean? It's never really funny. Why can't I spell? Do you believe Ginger Kaylee? Uh, ask the community. We're going to ask the community. I think I spelled that wrong. But anyway, nonetheless, there it is. There. I get the attention thing. Yes, the attention. Yeah, but the, the, the attention, what type of attention are you getting here? I mean, listen. Attention is attention. Uh, but uh, there's the poll up there. I find it to be somewhat non-believable. This is my opinion. I don't think the number is that high. Could it be? Yes. So I'm like 70-30. I can believe something like that. Do I believe she's done it? No, because if she's done it, why would she say it? But there could be an incentive to say it. She could have an OnlyFans, right? That I don't know. She could have an OnlyFans and then lead you to believe that and sell it to get attention and monetize herself. This is the problem with women monetizing themselves because then they start to uh, do low-grade stuff like this in order to make money. Now, if she's making $100,000 a month by doing this, it might seem like a good idea, but of course, we know how this is going to play out. So, interesting. Interesting, her. <laughs> Somebody said it's probably more, but this says something. Again, when I put out a something like this, for people to... Um, Shoot it down quickly. Oh, it's a skit. I don't believe her. You still haven't conquered the problem. That's not the problem. It could be real or it could be fake. The problem is why in our society are we doing stuff like this? And then why do we then look at um, relationships and try to find a way to explain why they're messed up? When this is either true or false, even it, it still doesn't solve the problem. You can't just dismiss it and say it's fake. Just let's move on. No, there's a bigger problem if it's fake. If it's true, that's her problem. If it's fake, that actually is emblematic, emblematic of what the problems are in our society. I think it's a reachable goal <laughs> for, for any woman. Anyway, enough about junior college, Kaylee. You guys can vote on that. Let's talk about these streets. Let's definitely talk about these streets in here. In these streets. 
the streets are cold out here. As you can see, people are actually finding the dark side. Where's my dark side laugh? Do I not have it? I should have the dark side laugh. I guess I lost it. Okay. Anyway, that's a shame. But uh, people are finding out once they hit the dark side that these streets are cold. And this is a person that's going around. I believe he's in Los Angeles. And he's showing on video what's really going on out here in these streets. In these streets. So these are some women that you probably see on your Instagram. Some of these girls are your classmates. Some of these are not girls. <laughs> but the streets are really getting cold in Los Angeles and in many municipalities. I actually was going to share a story about uh, one community in, I believe, Seattle or Portland. They're so tired of these street walkers going in their neighborhood, but they don't have anything. They, they can't do anything about it. And this is a bigger and bigger thing, right? It's always been here, but it's becoming bigger and bigger because in our society, there's a lot of broken homes, fatherless women, and there's also an incentive to monetize themselves. And here you go. So he's actually driving down, a, I believe it might be Figueroa somewhere, and he says, look at what I found. I got lost in L.A., and I ended up on this block. I don't think he got lost. I don't think he got lost. But some of these girls are people that you guys um, follow, and they got OnlyFans, and they got Instagrams, and they're doing these things. Some of these girls are your classmates. We actually showed you proof of this. But this is what's happening, and the streets are getting cold out here. A little bit of a shame. A little bit of a shame. Let me see something a here. Bit okay. Next story right here. Oh, that's not it. Now you have this idea of this problem of why seeking is trash, right? We talk about the, the prevalence of people going onto these dating apps because they are either lonely, miserable, or they're broke. They need their rent due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Rent's going to be due here in a couple days, ladies. And uh, we do the at coachgregadams.locals.com. We go over apps like this and sites like this and the amount of normie women that are coming over there now. And treating it like a dating app or treating it like the men are over there low grade. And uh, they're completely disrespecting the game, if you will. But here's an example of what's over there now and why it's becoming trash. This is a five foot four woman who's married. And look at the about me section dealing with a failing marriage. This is what we talk about. Nobody wants to really admit that these things go on because then you have to actually do some self-reflection. But marriages fail all the time. They fail miserably. And there's a lot of people. Here it is. She's married. You would call that the success category. The normie would call that she's successful. They're still married. But during marriages in the failing uh, period, nobody really knows what's happening. And so she's dealing with a fair, uh, failing marriage. So I need someone to distract me from all the poop in my life. Bruh. I just need a distraction. Basically, she's saying, I'm not happy. <laughs> and she wants discretion, flexible schedule. She got a flexible schedule. She wants a life of leisure, luxury lifestyle. She just wants somebody to just throw money at her and just entertain her as if men have money and time. Most men who have money don't have time. Most men who have time don't have money. But I'm going to just throw it at some married, miserable married person. She also says this. I believe she says a little bit more. I want someone to take care of me financially like the princess that I am. Wow. You're a princess in a failed marriage who can't get her freaking life together. Okay. The delusion of people who follow romance. 
and these mindsets is why people who lead with romance and being the nice guy fail. She wants to be a princess. She's got married. She's got everything she wanted. Now it's falling apart. I'm not happy. She's not happy, and she's looking for someone to treat her like a princess. Bruh. Clown world. This could be your wife. This could be your wife. And look, her, this could be your wife, and this could be... And she's in the she's in the successful married category right now, right? She hasn't got divorced, so they're still successful. But he's like this. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. The streets are cold out here. Let's go to the last one. Last one. This is the about me section over there. These people aren't on dating apps anymore. Uh, they progressed to, to go over here, and they think guys are just desperate over here. Desperate. They'll take anything. The about me section. Personally, I'm on here because I've been, I'm being evicted. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I'm being evicted from my new home in Greeley. This is in Colorado and have nowhere to go. Um, and it says, just started a new job. <laughs> <laughs> so I could focus on my career. Oh man. Again, women are here to serve men. Men are here to protect women mostly from themselves. This is a woman who had all the answers and look at where she's at. She's out here. <laughs> so now I'm gonna sell my peace leaf. It says like I started a new job, but I need to find money and or a sugar daddy to help me pay my car lease and some money to pay. For a motel for me and my sister. Mm. <sighs> wow. Wow. What else does she got? So am I am I hitting the sister skins too? Do I get to hit your sister? I love long conversations. Mm. Got ladies, these are these are the women that you guys say, well, Coach Joy's talking about them. Where are you meeting these women? Here they are. I love long conversations, but am not sure if I'm ready for a relationship because I have gone through a lot of abusive relationships. Oh, of course, she's going to throw that out there. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I'm a great advice giver. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a great advice. Ma'am, you can't even function and operate your own life. What advice are you going to give me? <laughs> like your whole life is destroyed at this point. And we'll listen to you if you need to talk or vent. Mm. Wow. They always they always got the answers, but they can never answer any questions. And their life is always a disaster. I've had people who always they, they'll say stuff like this. Don't work too hard. You're working too hard. It's not, life's not about money and work. They live with their freaking parents and they got two and three kids. And you're looking at them like, bro, you're trying to give me life advice. Well, at least I'm happy. Yeah, you're happy and you're you're a loser. Like literally the definition of your life is loser. Like, listen, everybody makes mistakes, but you've made several mistakes and you have the nerve to be out here telling somebody uh, you don't have to work so hard. Yeah, you don't have to work so hard. <laughs> OK, yeah, you don't have to work so hard because you're a loser. 
because you got people that you're just going to go ahead and be parasites off of. That's your whole plan. I don't have that plan. So I'm going to just keep grinding and hustling. I got to keep the wheel spinning. You out here coasting through life. Uh, it's, it, it's crazy, man. So shout out to uh, you guys. What is the poll here? So we got, um, in, in regards to the junior college Kaylee, we got 60% who believe her high body count story for a year, 110 men or so in a uh, calendar year. And 40% says no. For the people who say it's just a skit, it's just a skit, then answer, why would our society say and give attention to somebody like that? Why would she find it uh, interesting? You, know, you can answer the question on your own. You don't have to answer to me. Why have we gone that far down low that that is the type of thing someone would use to promote just about anything, uh, even for attention? I mean, that tells you where we are as a society. All right, let's get to the next story right here. And we're going to go to R&B singer Monica. All right, so Monica. Now we know. We support the junior college lifestyle over here as an option for many men. A lot of men are getting stuck in the idea that they don't want to be seen as a predator or oh, this is weird. Well, there's nothing weird about it. Just uh, if you go to Europe, as a matter of fact, if you go to Europe or if you go to Australia, if you go to places around, if you go to Africa, any, any country in Africa, I hate to use the word Africa, but because it doesn't explain anything. It just tells you where the continent It's a It's a large place. If you go to many places like that, Colombia, Brazil, you go to places like this, we don't have this idea of this age gap. Um, even in Asia, this age gap is not seen as a big deal. In America, it is a big deal, especially when men are with younger women. If you're an older men, if you're anywhere in 40, you're not supposed to date anyone under 33. Like even someone under 33 for, for the normie society is like, wow, you're like 10 years apart. What do you talk about? Well, we're not supposed to talk about anything. All right. That's not why we're here. The problem with your relationships is you talk too much. But anyway, when women seem to do it, when the shoe was on the other foot, it seems to get a pass, particularly if a teacher is with the student. They say the male is lucky or they might say we were in a romantic relationship and we fell in love and they won't say that the woman's a predator. Even men won't say it. Men will be like, man, he's lucky. Because guys think with their little head. Now, in this situation here, Twitter was gone ablaze because monica who's in her 40s is allegedly dating rapper kodak black they went on a date and she said she's kind of nervous and kodak back black is in his mid-20s he's 25 ish and she's 41 now when you think about this it doesn't seem like a big age gap i don't see this as a problem see for me people are like well you have a problem with monica i don't she can do whatever the hell she wants, and that actually proves what i've been talking about Leftover women will target younger men. This is a talking point that I've used quite a long time. I said, as older men start to at least get advantage to younger women or avoid relationships and marriage altogether, older women will target younger men. I said that this is going to happen, and this is another example of this. And the reason why is younger men don't have access to their, co their cohorts, meaning a man in his 20s and mid-20s He's struggling getting women in his 20, in her 20s or his 20s, whatever. He's struggling because those women are doing a whole bunch of things. They're monetized. Um, they're delusional. They're, there's a whole thing going on there. So the easiest thing for him to do is say, I'll go with an older woman. And the older woman is going to put that peace leave on him. And he's going to get addicted. 
when I talk about older women, I'm not saying they're trash. I'm just saying they just have too much baggage for me for the, me to deal with them more than three times. I'll use them. Yes, there are practice. But older women are going to start targeting younger men, especially younger successful men. Here's an example with Monica. Now, the question is, the question is, is Monica a predator? Because she's in her 40s dating Kodak Black. Do, does our society give Monica the predator um, Monica, uh, the, the predator name as it would be if it was flipped? If that was a 40-year-old man and he started dating a 20-something-year-old woman, he would automatically be a predator. But in Monica's case, do we see her as a predator? Now, I do see her as a predator, but the predator is not that she's um, praying against a man that's young, necessarily. I think she's praying against a guy who's in a better financial position than him. Okay, we know Monica's history out here. She's been in these streets for quite a long time. In these streets? So she's apex predatoring him. And she's going to put that thing on him very sloppily. And he's going to like it. And then all of a sudden, he might turn over his finances to her if he's not smart. But in this situation, we give this a pass. I think it's quite interesting. It's an interesting thing here. Women definitely go quiet on this. And it's one of the things that I've been telling men quite a bit about is that if you're in a relationship with a woman, okay, if you're in a relationship or if you're in a situation with a woman or actually you have friends with a woman, a lot of the things that they call you out for they then do and give themselves a pass for. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. Don't listen to what they say. Most of the time, they're mad at you for doing something because you have an advantage. So older women will say you're a predator if you date younger women. Well, that disadvantages them, obviously. So that's why they would use terms like that. And that's not predator. Most societies actually will look past that. That's not even a big age gap. But the reason why they say it is because you have an advantage. And when all of a sudden, when the roles flip and they're in the advantage, they're crickets about it. They're crickets about it. Same thing happens if you're in a marriage and you don't go out. You come home every night and you do that for repeatedly for years. You don't go to the club. You don't go out there cheating. You go to work and you come back home. Now, at some particular point in your marriage, she'll start wanting to go out. This is called the girl's night out phase. This is called the uh, this is my last ditch effort. I'm approaching my 40s into my 50s. Now I want to see if I still have value or I need attention. So she'll start to go out during your marriage and you'll say, honey, you'll say, honey, babe, sweetie pie, you'll be the nice guy. Uh, why do you have to go out and seek other males attention? See, when I was married to you, our first five, seven, 10 years, I never went out to clubs. I never went out to bars and strip clubs. I never hung out all into the late hours of the night. I came home to you and I was faithful to you. Why do you want to go out? You know what she's going to say? She's going to say, well, you should have. Because I'm going out now. You ain't stopping me now. That was your fault that you didn't go out. That was your fault that you didn't take advantage of it. They'll, they'll say that to your face. And you'll be like, huh? See, the problem is the time is gone. Well, you should have. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. You could have went out and stayed out all damn night. I don't care. You know why she's saying that? Because she has the advantage now. She wants to go out and stay all, all night. <laughs> well, you should have. I didn't tell you not to have. Now, you know good and damn well, if you would have went out, she would have had a fit. She would have been stomping her feet. She would have been scolding you. She would have been telling you you're a cheater, no good, dirty dog. We know this, but now that the time has passed and you can't do it and you gave that up, she's going to be like, oh, well, your fault. 
<laughs> Dude, this is how they work. And this is why being the nice guy puts you in the shithole when it deals with women. See, that's being a nice guy. Again, when we say don't be the nice guy, we're not saying don't be uh, we're not saying to be rude, but we're telling you when you don't have the leverage and you starting to do things and you're trying to do it the right way with women, they're like kids. They're like students. The cool teacher comes in first day of class. Hey, I'm the nice teacher in the campus. Don't worry about rules with me. I only have one rule. Treat each other with respect. By week two, them kids are kicking her ass. That teacher. The kids are jumping off the desk. They, they, they fire and spitballs. <laughs> Because they led with nice. As a teacher or a leader or a coach, you know these things. If you lead with nice, it's hard to reel people back in and then come down hardcore on them. You lead with nice. I'm the nice person. I don't have no rules. They're going to run all over you. And then you go like, okay, all right, I'm going to tighten up the ship. It's too late. Now, it's easy to tighten the ship up. All right, week one, these are the rules. You will obey or I'm going to come down with the hammer. Then one day you come in nice. You know what, y'all? Y'all talk to each other for about 15 minutes. You get 15 minutes of free talk after you do this worksheet. If everybody does this worksheet in 15 minutes, y'all get 15 minutes of free talk by the end of class. They were like, what? Okay, good. Let's do this worksheet. And y'all can, y'all can open, open book and you can talk to your partner. 15 minutes, they'd be happy for that 15 minutes. They'd be like, 15 minutes of free talk? Oh my God, we could talk to each other. He's letting us talk. Many times, they won't even take the 15 minutes. They won't even take the 15 minutes. They'll be like, teacher, out of respect for you, we won't use the 15 minutes of free talk. <laughs> they won't even use it. They'll be like, this seems somewhat disrespectful. Exactly. <laughs> See, this is, what, this is the difference between the nice guy with no rules, I'll take whatever I'm getting, or the nice guy that uses romance, and you're gifting her for doing absolutely nothing and then she comes in and says, I want to be a princess. That's the difference between that and then running a tight ship, which is uh, uh, which represents the gentleman archetype. So anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. That That's the difference. The teacher doesn't have to be rude, but he makes sure he runs a tight ship or she. You run a tight ship and then I'm going to gift you with something that you earned here. You earned this romance woman. You earned this opportunity. Here's a day off. And your ass better not go out to a nightclub because you will come home and the doors will be on uh, the be locked out. Your ass will be locked out. Okay. And she'll be like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> right. And she'll go somewhere, sitting up somewhere, reading a book. Oh, I'm happy for this free time. Guys, that's the difference. Anyway, let's get some super chats done and some uh, PayPal. PayPal needs some love. Always do PayPal last because they be locking me out, bro. They be, they be. Oh, they they didn't lock me out. All right, so uh, we got some brothers here. Uh, Jim Status is in the building. Thank you very much for the contributions. He says, what makes something genuine? If it stands the test of time, the free agent lifestyle will stand the test of time. These hopeless romantics won't. CGA is the GOAT. Shout out to Kanye West. Appreciate you, brother. Kanye West is the genius, man. He going to be the genius. He going to come out smelling like roses against this. I believe that. But uh, yeah, the free agent lifestyle will stay in the test of time. Okay. Um, Jorge C says, uh, happy morning. Coffee, CGA. Hit me with the Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. And that's you. And that's you. The Billie Jean or you mean the thriller? I don't do the Billie Jean. <laughs> I don't have that sound effect. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I, I think you talk about that video with the, the dirty Diana. Is that what you're talking about? Not sure. 
All right, no, uh, Nick says, did you hear PayPal reinstated the misinformation policy? They recently added the policy back in the terms of an agreement. Of course they did. They did it right under the uh, cover of night. They did what they wanted to do. So now all the things are, um, you know, everybody's got their pants down. And then they just went and did what they did. SAU says, morning coach. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Go ahead and stay on your grind. We got a couple more over on PayPal. Then we'll get to the super chats. Kaylin. Let's see something. So I don't lose super chats. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? It's interesting to me to say that you shouldn't see your wife naked every day. He says, naturally, I would think that uh, that would be the anticipation when marrying or is it expectation or anticipation when marrying a woman, especially if you've never seen her naked prior, do you still think that there should be a comfort level on her end when it comes to being uh, nude around her husband? I'm just curious as someone who's never been married. Naturally, you're going to be desensitized by seeing a person constantly in the nude. That's just what I think. And it goes both ways. I would I would try to advise couples. You don't have to take my experience. You don't have to take my advice on this. If you're going to be. Listen, I, I would even go as far as say you don't even need to be sleeping at the same time in the same bed over a certain amount of time. This is non-conventional wisdom. However, with that being said, if you think I'm wrong, measure it against the people who are doing it. If you think I'm wrong and out of my mind, look at the people who are doing it and look at the success rate. With that being said, if you're always sleeping together, if the expectation is that you'll always be there, no matter what, 24-7, 365, if the expectation is that you're always going to see this person in the nude every day for 8, 9, 10, 50, 20 years straight, and you're going to be have the same arousal, nah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe that that is a working formula. <laughs> it's a recipe for disaster. It's tough, though. It's tough because you would have to measure it against somebody who, who's doing it, but not that many people are doing it. You're going to lose arousal. Men, will men, men, you're going to lose arousal for your spouse if you see her naked on a daily basis. Like you see, let me give you an example. If if you're sitting in the bed, you're laying in the bed looking at your, your phone, your girlfriend gets up naked from the bed or your wife, she gets up naked from the bed. She goes to the bathroom and she cocks down on the toilet and she's in the toilet. She comes out of the bathroom naked and the door opens up and, and it smells like, oh, wait, girl. Oh, my God. She goes to the bathroom. She don't even wash her hands. She come back out and she lay in the bed. Are you ready to pound that? Are you ready to pound that? Now, repeat that over and over again. Many times you see her naked. She go into the bathroom and she drop the bomb. And she go out, she don't even wash her hands. And then she want to kiss all up on you. You going to be ready to pound that? You might do it a couple of times. <laughs> Some dudes will do it. Now, you'll do it because you don't have that situation present in front of you. You'll be like, yeah, I'll overlook that. Most of the time, you'll be like, damn. So what I would suggest is that if you're a woman and you want to keep your man aroused, don't do that. Go to the bathroom way down the hall, around the corner, down the street. Drop that bomb. Never let. Never let your man smell you drop the bomb. That's too much comfort. Too much comfort. Women get too much. You, I would tell my girl, you too comfortable around me. Matter of fact, let me tell you this. Let me tell you. 
Any woman that stays in my house, they can't use my bathroom in my bedroom. I have a bathroom in my bedroom. They can't use it. I send them downstairs, down the hall. You go downstairs, down the hall. That's where you, that's where your bathroom is. You don't shit. You don't go. You don't blow your nose in my bathroom. You don't even go in my bathroom. You go to the bathroom down the hall downstairs. I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to do. <laughs> and that way I can maintain my arousal. Because I know that's some nasty shit. I don't want to know what she's doing in there. But this is not conventional wisdom. I'm trying to keep you guys. I'm trying to keep you guys married out here. Where are we at? I'm trying to keep your relationship going. Fernando from Guatemala here. He says, last time I contributed, I was in Peru. He says, tapping uh, South American tail out there. Now I'm in Europe and you won't believe the caliber of prepaid services you can get. I can't wait. He says, never going back to does ever again. Appreciate the knowledge and keep up the great content. Thank you, brother. He He's all over. My man got his free agent lifestyle going. Indeed. <laughs> Somebody says I'm eating for sure. Dude, this is how you this is how you keep this is how you keep your relationships going. I got the advice for you. Okay. Anyway, let me see. No government name. It befuddles me that black athletes and inter- entertainers cry generational wealth, but breed with dysfunctional Instagram models instead of wealthy women from the Hebrew community. Yes, indeed. I, I don't understand that idea. And dudes keep making that mistakes. IG models are for least purposes only can we understand that they are not to impregnate they are not to get married to yeah she fine as hell but they're for practice purposes only they're for lease they're not to buy stop impregnating these low college i don't like instagram models all right i ain't seen one that i will like i want to put a ring on that they're low quality they're they're professional they're professionals out there parading themselves on the online uh let's see here anyway Mr. Hardaway, G. Hardaway, what's up, coach? I see that collaboration you did with lead attorney and just pearly things. Shout out to you. She's my type of girl. She can get it. Um, I take her down. All right, shout out to you. <laughs> okay, he's taking down just pearly things. All right, appreciate you, brother, for that. She got that, you know, she got that natural uh, girly quality, right? And she's also, I think she's a ginger, right? Or she's a, she's a very much a, um, a strawberry blonde. And a lot of people like that. She got the pale porcelain skin. A lot of brothers love that. See, that's equally a lot of pro blacks love that, by the way. I, I, listen, I'm giving away secrets here. I give away too many secrets and too much game. Um, um, you never see a you never see a black guy or a uh you you rarely, rarely, not never, you rarely see a black guy with a dark olive skin tan white girl. Okay. <laughs> you rarely ever. Somebody said chill, coach. Somebody said chill. When you see when you see a when you see a black guy with a white girl, she's gonna be pale. And or fat. But anyway. <laughs> Just, and the pro blacks love them a porcelain skin. <laughs> All right. Yep. They they either gonna be black or pale. Shout out to uh pearly things in the building. Kaylin says, I guess I believe it's okay to see your wife nude more often than not because when you chose to marry her, you earned that right more than anyone. Not only that, 
not even not every sexual encounter you have will be the same. Sometimes you might have to have quickies. Yes, that's true. Oftentimes she can have the Victoria secretion lingerie on or the lingerie to seduce you. Not every encounter or event has to be the same. I think we touched on that and made the point. So we won't belabor that point or try to sell it anymore. Let me get two more and then we'll go to super chats and then we'll get back into the show. All right. Thank you for liking the video. Sam says, thank you. Sam Prince says, thank you for the daily content. You are the male role model. Many of us never had. Two of my friends are getting married in 2023, but all have to learn the hard way. Yes, you're going to have to learn the hard way. Most marriages, uh, there's no really prescription for a marriage. It's basically trying to meet each other in the same place on a daily basis, which is very difficult. And everybody has to learn the hard way. You'll learn some people survive the crisis stage. We talked about this yesterday. There's a crisis stage in almost every long-term relationship. Anyone giving you advice and they never had a long-term relationship doesn't understand this. And you're going to go through a crisis stage where you have uh, investment. You have an investment and it's going to be difficult for you to detach. You can't just tell her to walk. You can't just say, I'm going to walk. The whole thing about I'm going to walk, but you are in a marriage, it don't fly on either side. So when that crisis stage happens, you guys got to somehow get on the same page and survive the crisis stage. And the crisis stage can last for three years, two years, five years. You don't know. Let me give you this. Um, I talked about this for years and I tried to educate men on postpartum depression. And I talked about this. I've done several streams on this and uh, I've experienced this. And a lot of women statistically experience this. This is part going to be part of the crisis stage. This is a crisis in your marriage. Many men will give you advice. Oh, just do this and pet her and feed her and cater to her. Well, the postpartum psychosis. Some women experience postpartum psychosis, which they're completely loony tunes. This is your wife. This is your girlfriend. She goes loony on you, typically after uh, her pregnancy. She goes loony tunes. Many women will admit they go loony tunes. Now, at that point, what do you do? This is a crisis. Again, Remember, men are giving you relationship advice, but they've never gone through this particular uh, period with the woman. And she's in full delusion. She's in psychosis. She's in a position where she needs mental health therapy. Some women won't seek it out. They'll act like they're normal. They'll start bullshit with you because they're in psychosis. Now, you were on the same page with her, but now you're not. Now you're not. Now everything you're doing, you're on the opposite page every day for about a year, two. And then if it extends, meaning you were off, you didn't get back on the same page after her psychosis disappeared. Then you go, uh, you're off page for the next three years. Your kids are challenging you. Your kids are creating conflict. They're being, you know, they're having to be raised. Kids will throw a monkey wrench in your marriage. This is the crisis stage. It can last for two years, three, four, five, however long it lasts. What do you do then? What do you do? It's going to be tough. I'm going to tell you, people don't have the answer to this. Nobody has the answer. You got to weather the storm. Some people will have an answer this way. Some people will have an answer that way. Most dudes will say, I'm going to just leave. Well, that's an experienced guy who says, well, just leave until she gets her shit straight. Bruh. If she's in psychosis and you leave her, camera needs to refocus. If she's in psychosis and you leave her, 
she's going to be psychosis with her divorce attorney, and she's going to be the Tasmanian devil on your ass. She's going to be the Tasmanian devil. And in her psychosis, she will link up with an attorney and she will be a bull in a china shop. She'll tear everything up. So these are things that people with not experience can't tell you. I've been through this. I've weathered the storm. I've been through it. I know people who go through it. I've been with I've been around married men going through it. It is crazy. And and what I just said, women will admit that they go through it. Let me let me pull this up real quick. I've done streams on this. Many men still haven't heard of this. You're like, what is he talking about? A, a woman will experience, I'll tell you what's happening here. She'll experience hair loss as well. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things here. And of course, I wasn't prepared to talk about this, but I got to give you guys this information. I'm here to give you information. All right. Some of these websites look funny, though. If I click on it, if I click on it. All right. Statistically. Uh, right here. Okay, so symptoms. She feels restless or moody. Many women will admit to that. She feels sad, hopeless, and overwhelmed. She cries a lot. She has thoughts of hurting her baby, thoughts of hurting herself, not having an interest in the baby, not feeling connected to the baby. Sometimes she will have that mother guilt. They call it baby blues. They also call it the baby blues. Okay. Um. She has no energy. She's lethargic, not motivated. And then she will try to kill your motivation. She eats a little or too much. She blows up like the Goodyear blimp. She feels worthless, guilty. She feels like a bad mom. I just feel like I'm not doing enough as a mom. She withdraws from her family and friends. She has headaches, aches, pains, stomach problems, diarrhea. This is the person you're going to bed with every day. Okay? She loses interest or pleasure in activities. That you used to enjoy. You used to enjoy it, but now she don't. Hey, baby, you want to go to the Lakers game? I don't want to go. Well, we used to go and we got season tickets. I don't want to go. And if you go, I'm going to be pissed off when you come back. Guys, this is reality right here. This ain't no hopium. This is reality. A lot of women will admit to going through this. The statistics are very high. And this is actually, um, this is actually post-pregnancy. She can go through this after the first kid. She can go through it after the second and third kid. Like she can go through this and just continue to go through it. It says right here, postpartum blues affects 60 to 80% of new mothers. Let me put this up for you guys to know. We're here to teach. Okay. We're here to teach. We're not here to um, talk up negatively about women. This isn't talking negatively. Do you see this? Let's make it a little bit larger. Postpartum blues affects 60 to 80% of new mothers. 60 to 80. Dude, 80? I'm going to say 85. And let me just say this. This is not a diagnosed thing. Like, it's something that they, many people who claim to have it, they haven't even been diagnosed. They haven't sought out treatment. If you try to give her treatment and you say, let's go to a psychologist for your crazy ass postpartum depression. Guess what's going to happen to you? Guess what's going to happen to you? She's going to go psycho on you. <laughs> you're right here. Postpartum depression and anxiety, 10 to 20% of new mothers. All right. Um, here we go right here. Postpartum psychosis, small percentage. Uh, postpartum PTSD right here, 6%. All right. But the overwhelming baby blues is is what most of them experience. It's a shorter baby blues. When you get down to postpartum depression, 
it could take longer. It says first few months to one year to one year. And if you knock her up again, she's going to be crazy again. Okay, here we go. Sorry, man, I had to go off on that tangent, but we're here to teach. A lot of men don't have this experience and you're going in blinded. You're going in blinded. You're like, oh, we should do this in a marriage. We should do that. And it should be this. Dude, that's hopium. The reality is that ain't it. And if she never corrects it, you're in trouble, bro. If she never corrects this path of where she's going and she's she's going to take it out on you, you're the only one there. And um, if you ne if it never and no amount of masculine frame and game and, and pimpism or whatever you guys want to throw out there, none of that shit is going to work. <laughs> okay. All right. It ain't working. Trust me. You're going to get a reality check. All right. So um, anyway, let me hear. Justin H says catching up tuition for ninja watching coach speaks the truth. This is what we do over here. Go find my streams on this one. I went into detail on postpartum. I went into detail on some of these things. G Hardaway coach. You ain't never lied. I had a pale porcelain skinned white girl that looked at similar to just pearly things. I was riding high until I found out she was super religious and told me she was waiting for marriage for sex. Oh man. He says, you can almost see my tire marks as I got the hell up out of there. He was like, all right, I did go off on the tangent, but I want to acknowledge the super chats in the building. Shout out to uh, the dictator coach on 41. Why Monica can't husband meet the F up. He says them young boys don't want her. Mm. Somebody want her. Uh, rational rationality says dealing with older women that they either tell me they are only into young men or they talk stuff about their exes and they hate men, but then go on their knees and are my snake, I believe. I'm not sure. Or they're on my snake. Yeah, they're, well, they're nasty. Uh, many women who have. Oh, I skipped a lot of super chats. I'll come back. Many women who have already been married or engaged in long-term relationships, they're used to having sex, so they don't have that whole pensive energy of being nasty. So they've already kind of lifted that away, and so they're quick to be nasty. I think women who haven't been in long-term relationships or engaged or married, they're still like, oh, am I going to look nasty? Older women don't care about that. Roy Frederick's erectile dysfunction is a myth. Bring a junior college girl over and problem solve. King David in the Bible, uh, 1 Kings chapter 1, verses 1. Plus, yes, younger women are always the solution to erectile dysfunction. All right. And the fact that they don't give you one and they say, here, we're going to give you a pill to pound out your 50-year-old wife. That tells you. <laughs> Henry Resilient, have you considered hiring an executive producer? Yes. Uh, Shah X says, coach, you're right. When I was with an XX that was 13 year old, years old, younger than me, my cousin looked at me and asked me, what would you talk about? He says, I asked him, uh, what do him and his wife talk about? Exactly. What are you going to talk about with that younger girl? You don't even share the same music um, um, experience. Like, what? <laughs> what do I even talk about my wife about? Last one. Let's see. The dictator coach, I'm 40. Okay, I got that one. A Jedi says. Hard to get around them veins as they get older. No, that's true, especially of porcelain skin women. Yes. DJ B Fit, I was watching I Love Lucy and noticed that Lucy kept her last name. Lucy and Ricky also slept in separate beds. That's on the TV show. And she would sabotage Ricky's shows. That was the early indication of what 
uh, marriage was presented to our public, the real idea of marriage. And people laughed about it because it was true. Remember, there's truth and humor. And they would laugh that Lucy would do these things to go about trying to sabotage Ricky for her own attention. She wanted to be part of the show. Go watch I Love Lucy. There's a lot of red pills in there. For you guys, There's a that show right there is a whole red pill. <laughs> and in their personal lives, they were complete red pill. Crazy. All right, Mr. Scott says, Coach, I will really appreciate all the knowledge and wisdom. I just wish I could have been exposed to your wisdom 10 years ago. Winter is here, gang. So don't get wrapped up in the warm embrace of these 304s. To wrap you in my warm embrace. Oh, yeah. And I make it yeah. last forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I catch a glimpse yeah. of heaven when you let me wrap you in. Now, ladies, I know you've been watching my show. You got permission from your husband to watch the show, and you've been taking quite a beating today, I know. So it's time to pet the woman's hair real quick and show them that dude, we don't hate women around here. And uh, thanks for your husband for letting you watch the show. Um, It's time to talk about some of the good things we love about the women here. I promised you that we would talk about these things and I don't hate women. I actually love the presence of them for short periods of time, short periods of time. All right. The advantage is that I always stay in the situation here. So uh, let's talk about two good qualities that I love about women. Thanks, Hafiz, for time, trying to bring us balance to the show. Hey, ladies, pay attention. This is for you. Um, I smile when I think about this. I smile when I think about the, the wonderful things that the ladies do for us. So without further ado, the good nature and qualities of women. Not all women are like the what we present. We're going to bring it down just a little bit. Bring it down. Ladies. The first thing I really, really love about you and yes, it's just that makes me want to put on that good R&B music and say, lay down and tell me what's on your mind. What is that? you do to make you cry this time well i will be your comforter i will make it right yeah it makes me want to sing you ladies make me want to sing you ladies inspire me you motivate me it's the reason why i love you you're my heart girl second thing i love and we'll get on with the show second thing i love about you ladies is when love that give me my time man you listen when you do these things these qualities are endearing me it's one of the things that i love about the ladies yeah it makes me want to sing it makes me want to sing it makes me want to sing to you man and and and, and pet your hair and and bring you in close and and cuddle Cuddle up, man. You know, we want to cuddle up with the ladies, man. It makes me want to write songs about you and all the wonderful things that you bring. You know, not all of you are like the women that we talk about. We just warn men. So those things I want you guys. Somebody keeps telling me to talk about something. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, my mic was muted. What? 
Yeah, man. I want to sing songs. I'd be like, lay your head on my pillow and just relax, relax, relax. Lay your head on my pillow and just relax, relax. This pillow was made for you. Won't you go in the sheets and lay down? Yeah. Hey, man, whoever homemade is, bro, stop, man. We gonna put your ass on timeout. I don't even know who the hell you talking about. All right, I heard you already. I heard you. <laughs> anyway, well, hey, I'm cutting my album this month, by the way. We gonna make my album this month. We gonna make my album. So anyway, boy, the trolls are in here today. What is going on? What is going on? Shout out to the trolls. Man, snipe these fools. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Uh, where we at here? Uh, are you fat phobic? Speaking of goodness, are you fat phobic? There's some ladies out here telling you they're mad that you guys will not be seen in public with them. Let's talk about this lady right here. Let's go ahead and put her on the stream screen. Let's hear what she has to say. And she's referencing men who want to date thin women in public. And you bang fat women in private, you're fat phobic. This is what she's saying here. YouTube, chill out. Here we go. Let's here we talk go. about dating preferences. This video was so good. You must watch it. And I want to branch off and talk about how it relates to fat phobia and dating. A lot of times when people are asked, why don't you date fat people, trans people, people of color, whatever, they will say, it's just a preference. I'm just not attracted to them. I can't make myself be attracted to someone I'm just not attracted to. The implication here being that preferences are innate, unchanging, and completely independent of any outside factors or societal norms. And therefore, that they are inherently unproblematic. Like, it's not fat phobia, it's just who I am. I can't help it. But I think it's actually a lot more complicated than that. Our desires are not immune to social conditioning. Although, of course, you can't change your sexual orientation, when we see a certain type of body glorified, praised, and labeled as desirable in media from the time that we can even process those messages, it's not going to not have an impact on us. And the fact is, at least anecdotally, lots of fat people report being desired by many people. But the piece that isn't there is the social acceptance. And again, that's also true for other marginalized identities. Maybe you are sexually attracted to fat people, but you can't see yourself in a romantic relationship with one because you've never seen that replicated in media. Or maybe you love a fat person, but you're too afraid of what your friends and family would say if you introduced them. Or you're too afraid of what it would say about you to be with someone who is lower on the desirability totem pole. All right. We heard from her, man. She said a whole lot of nothing. And uh, I'm going to tell you what her problem is. She got a big ass mouth. I mean, it ain't got nothing to do with her belly deli. It's that she thinks she know too much. Again, let's go back to the beginning. You weren't here to leave me. You weren't here to give me that much damn advice. I wasn't here to go listen to that every damn day. You think I'm going to come home? I've already taken the L that you already blowing up like the Billsbury, uh, busted Pillsbury biscuit can, right? I'm already taking the L there socially. Now you want to be smarter than me? Now you're going to have to take an L somewhere. Uh, if you're going to be bigger than me, you're going to be dumber than me. You ain't going to be sitting here telling me how crazy I am. Look, I already took a fat L. You know what I mean? If you're going to be big, be quiet. Be big quiet. 
They'll be sitting up there telling me all the information you didn't learn in your college. Uh, no, 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 baby. Listen, listen. I already let you in the door. I'm already taking the L socially. My car tires and my Porsche are already just struggling. All right. The whole damn Porsche wheel alignment is going crazy. I'm taking the L. The best you can do is shut up. All right. I'm going to listen. Nobody cares about all of that in your intellect. Just be quiet and you lucky you're here. You're lucky you're seen with me out at the mall. While I'm walking straight, you're waddling. Come on, stop. Take an L. You got to be seen. <laughs> be seen, not heard. By the time I get you in the door, I'm already like, but this is her problem. So here's the deal, man. We j Just to be honest, what she's accusing men of is not being sexually aroused. She even admits that, yes, I have no problem getting men to want to penetrate me. That's not a surprise. Men will take the easy route. Yes, many men will. And these women will have to lead with sex. For this woman to not lead with sex would be a very, very catastrophic result. She's going to miss out on a lot of men. Yes, attractive men are banging her out. This is what's pissing her off. Dudes with muscles are banging her out. I, I'm one of these dudes that don't act like dudes aren't aroused by women like this. You see porkers like this with all kind of good men, but these men tend to have some low self-esteem or they are caught in a fetish. It's okay. We don't have to lie. She's getting banged out. She admits it. What she doesn't get is to go on dates. What she doesn't get is to go be out in society and get introduced to family members. What she doesn't get is married because in her mind, she believes that dudes are shamed or society doesn't demonstrate this. She's waiting for a very popular group of men to be walking around with women like her, and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it's not because the media doesn't portray it. It's because you're a smug, think you're smarter than anybody else, and you can't shut up. That's number one. Number two, there are some, 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 some um, negative consequences to being this size at a young age. And men inherently know this. Again, this is about biology. It's about natural attraction, and you can't negotiate attraction. Men naturally know over periods of time that these people um, have issues that they're not admitting to, particularly ability to carry children. This can be a problem if a man's looking to have a family. It can become problematic. You're going to have a high-risk pregnancy. Doesn't mean you can't have it. Doesn't mean you can't deliver. But over time, it can be problematic the health of the child, the genetic um, disposition that child is going to have because he probably is going to be overweight himself, the children. Okay, so you're bringing in children that are going to have genetically uh, or uh, inherent effects from the mom to be overweight. So I'm bringing in kids that are going to be disadvantaged, right? We know that. That's going to be disadvantaged socially. Not only that, her habits are going to be passed on to the child, most likely if she's around the child more. Those habits that she had to get that weight is going to be passed on to that kid. We naturally know this. We don't want that for our kid. We might have an arousal for you, but of course, if the kid is delivered and she start, the kids start eating Cheetos and Mountain Dew and sunflower seeds and beef jerky every day, then my kid is going to probably look like that. And the kid never comes out looking muscular, unless you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, after the mom looks like this. We inherently know this. Now, not only that, there's health consequences to this. There's health consequences to how your skeletal system will react over time. You're not going to get smaller. You're likely to get bigger. 
your skeletal system will suffer and then you'll be less mobile. And when I say let's go out uh, to the Laker gang and walk up and down the stairs, you're not going to walk and want to walk up and down the stairs. It's going to be laborious. Not only that, when we go travel, you're going to probably take up a seat and a half. I mean, it's going to be more expensive. We know this and she's not touching on this. This is the reality. Let me give you another drop here. Let me give you another drop. Okay. Not only will you affect what I look, I'm sorry, what, what you're looking like, you're going to affect what I look like because you're going to be less likely to do stuff. And then I'm going to sit around here trying to uh, please you. Then I'm going to uh, blow up out of sympathy. Now, let's get to the real deal here. Let's get to the real deal that many people don't talk about. I've done a show on this. Let's talk about the real deal here. Do you know one of the dangers of dating a woman who is already big and the fact that you're going to sympathize with her and then, you know, mimic her activity is that you're going to get bigger. If she ever loses weight, if she ever gets a lap band surgery, because she's going to claim she's happy and she's a viable, this woman right here, she's going to say, I'm happy. I need a relationship. I'm good relationship material. I'm happy in my fat. Okay. Which is a lie. I was in the fitness training business. People are not happy being fat. You can say you are, but you're not. These people are very much, you know, very depressed. If she loses weight, yeah, she hates herself. So she can't love you. If she hates herself, she can't love you. Yes, ACDC. If she loses weight via a lap band, the divorce rate is 80 plus percent. You heard it right. If she ever says, forget it, I'm going to change my life. And you got with her. She hates herself. But you love her and she believes you love her at her worst and she loses weight. She's going to then find herself losing weight and she's going to look at your ass because you didn't gain weight. She's going to hate you and she's going to hate you that you allowed her to be like that and you loved her. She's going to look at you and be like, I can't believe you loved me when I hated myself. And she's going to then go find her a Chad with all that saggy skin. She's going to be out there getting banged out because she's going to start feeling good again. Now, I'm going to give you the statistics related to this. This is the danger of having long-term relationships like a person like that. They're selling you a bill of goods. Okay. Force rate lap band. And this is, this can go for lap band or if they just lose weight. Let me see. Lap band. But lap band. Lap band. See right here, bariatric surgery. So this could be for male and women, but we're going to use it because we know women file for divorces. I don't know why they're showing this. But anyway. Here it is. This is, we're here to teach. Okay, it says right here, uh, it says right here. Says weight loss. It says weight loss surgery has a bad effect on marriages. You could just go ahead and throw in long term relationships or any of that. In fact, eighty one percent of couples. It says right here. Oh, wait, so let me see right here. The divorce. Oh, hold on for a second. This one. Oh, this one says eighty one percent were still married. Okay, this is the truth. This is a debunction of the eighty one percent rule that says they were divorced. All right, so we'll find the one. That I want to show you. <laughs> okay. Now, this one says divorce rates soared. Okay. So we'll go back to that one. We'll give you that one. Divorce rates soared after two years. Here it is right here. 
We'll go back to the other one to see if they debunked it. If the person was overweight or obese, the simple fact remains that the divorce rate following bariatric surgery is high. However, if the person was overweight or obese when the relationship or marriage began, the chances of that relationship or marriage ending within two years after the surgery is 80 to 85%. Okay. Now let's go back to see what they were trying to debunk. It says it right here, 80 to 85% divorce rate. Now let's see what they were talking about. 81, it says right here, okay, 81%. But where the U.S. population where the divorce rate was 3.5, this one says Wendy King, an epidemiologist, 81% of couples were still married five years after the surgery. Okay, she got her information somewhere, an unexpected outcome. It says right here, the data looked at 141, it says uh, 1,400 bariatric surgery patients and found that never married patients were over 50% more likely to get married and married patients were more than twice as likely to get divorced. What are we doing here? So we got 50% end up getting married and then married patients were more than twice as likely to get divorced. It is important to note that even with an increase in the divorce rate, most marriages in the study were unchanged. All right. So she had a study where the outcome was different. So take your pick on this one. <laughs> take your pick on this one. Believe what you want to believe. Now, I'm of the belief, and many people have experienced this. If their woman started off big and she lost weight, more than likely she got back on Facebook and she started showing herself and talking about how she, she might have even made a fitness Instagram page. For some reason, fitness Instagram pages are big with overweight women or women who were overweight. And they start giving counsel to women how to lose weight. And they will call themselves a fitness page and they don't know nothing. They know nothing scientifically. They don't have any certifications or nothing. But they go back on social media and everybody tells them how good they look. And it's only a matter of time before Tyrone... Start splitting them guts. <laughs> now, I worked as a fitness trainer, and I've had experience with a lot of these fitness women. Uh, I mean, these women who've lost significant weight. Um, if you've never been in the bed with one of these people, I'm going to tell you, yes, they will look like they lost weight, but what they will have that you might not see, but you'll end up feeling is a lot of, leftover skin and it's going to feel weird it's going to feel weird <laughs> you're going to go I didn't realize how soft it's the skin and you're going to go it's going to feel like it's going to feel like play-doh because there's not a lot of muscle mass there there's just a loss of fat right and then the skin that was holding it in is going to is going to drop and droop around the 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 body now this goes for men and women now the problem is again um when a person loses significant amount of weight and i hope everybody wants to achieve this goal i'm not trying to discourage you when you lose that amount of weight it's going to increase your need financially to do other things like find a new wardrobe nothing else will fit previously you're going to have to have a new wardrobe it's going to cost you money number two if you want to complete the process you have to have surgery 
to remove the excess skin. If you don't, then you'll just have the excess skin around you and you'll have to overcome it and hope the elasticity will overcome it. If you're older as a person, very low possibility of that happening. If you take, if, if you do a lap band surgery, probably you're more likely to have more excess skin because you're going to lose weight quicker than your elastic elasticity can conform to your body. So weight loss progression should be over a long period of time, not quickly. And the results of having quick weight loss is going to be the dead skin around. And if you do be with that person, you're going to feel it. It's going to be feeling like you're going to put your hand in Play-Doh. Okay. He said like chew, chewed up bubble gum. And then the other effect is if it, you lose weight quickly and you haven't changed your habits, you're going to gain the weight back. And if you've already had the surgery to cut off the excess skin, it probably is going to be quite painful if you gain the weight back. So losing weight is more than just dropping the pounds. There's other side effects that's just going to come from that. Now, let's get back to the point. This is why people don't date publicly bigger women. Inherently, we know these things. Just because you're big doesn't mean that there's no other side effects that we're considering. It's not that you don't look good to us socially, which that's true. Some people will overcome that meaning poor men. But over time, we know that you could be quite expensive just to get you to that point. And there's a high chance that I will lose you if you do find yourself with high self-esteem all of a sudden. Okay. Now, there's other health issues that we can be open to discuss, but our society has promoted, let's go ahead and put this person up right here, this I'm fat and I'm hot. And you can't tell me otherwise. This is in the New York Post. Daily reminder, you can be hot and fat. Here's the way, point of view. You stop letting your weight hold you back from living your life to the fullest. I don't mind this. Live your life to the fullest. To say you're hot, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> it starts off bigger is better. A Louisiana woman. Of course, it's Louisiana. Of course, it's Louisiana. They're the ones putting themselves out here. And of course, if you put yourself as a model, you're open to and subject to uh, criticism. You can't put yourself out there as a model. Her name is Bubbles. She's a 24-year-old TikToker from Louisiana. All right, everything tells you that right there. But if you put yourself out there, you're open to criticism. Just like people try to come on here and criticize me. You're open to that. You can do it. I can block your ass though. But I'm not, I can't cry. Uh, she says right here, Daily reminder, she's 24-year-old, known as Bubbles, has clocked up to more than 1 million likes on her social media app with fans fawning over her body confidence. Daily, I would love to see the racial breakdown. Yeah, critique and criticism. I would love to see the racial breakdown of the men who are following her. I have an opinion, but it is what it is. Stop letting the opinion of others hold you back, babe. Daily reminder, you can be fat and hot. Look, this is where we're going. Man, she looked like she's slow. I mean, she got other issues. Uh, what else does she got to say? Oh, my. And again, I'm not. It's this warning. You come across a, a fat girl who is completely in love with herself. I'm not against fat women at all. 
I, I'm talking about this is a larger issue. It's not just about attraction or arousal. There's other issues here that people are just overlooking. And um, let me see if I can pull this up. What tends to happen is I think the more we allow this to go on in our in our society, the more likely we're going to be dealing with issues long-term related to this. Yes, everybody has a preference. Everybody has a preference of what's easier for them. But I think over time, this is not a good look for society because it allows people to have, have we noticed that in the last 30 years, as we said, bigger is better. It's okay to be you. Um, people have gotten bigger. It's not like people have made, given themselves a choice. It's not like people were like, Oh, okay. There's a choice to be bigger and smaller. I'll choose smaller. I'll choose in shape, even though I can be bigger. What tends to happen is the average normal person is bigger, way bigger than what they were 20, 30 years ago, way bigger. So people naturally are lazy and they choose to say, oh, if laziness and sloth is accepted in our society, then we'll just go ahead and just take laziness and sloth. There was a picture of a meme going around the beach in the 70s versus the beach today. Can't find it. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. But you guys do what you got to do out here. We're going to get to this part of the show. Never be the nice guy. And never be the guy that leads with romance in any relationship. Again, this is not to say, this is not to say, be rude to women. This is not to be, this is not to say, be disrespectful for, uh, to women. But obviously, we're having problems with relationships. And with relationships comes, you got to do some self-reflection. Why did this relationship uh, fail? Most of the time, Men that don't have access to a lot of relationships will conform to try to be the nice guy. They'll try to lead with romance. And ultimately, that woman will finesse him in such a way to make him waste a lot of time and energy. We've all been here. Some men haven't been here. Let me show you a clip, and then we'll actually get into some of these archetypes here. This is a clip from a TV show, but we're using it as an example. Let's see here if I can play this clip. With the volume up. Let's see. What's going I thought he was too nice. Within that year he pursued you. What made you not want him? I thought he was too nice. I thought I would walk all over him and I was going. I thought he was too nice. She thought wrong. Oh, I did. I thought wrong. <laughs> I don't know what it is. There is this thought out there, this, this desire out there. I want me a soldier. I want me a hard dude. I want me this and that and the <laughs> other thing. And those are the worst guys to get because they're not it's nice true. to you. It's and true. you get a nice guy and you're worried like, I, I don't want him. Why wouldn't you want a nice guy? I mean, they always say nice guy finish laugh. That's because women are foolish. Within that. Okay, I'll play it again in case you missed it. Let's go ahead and play it again. That year he pursued you. What made you not want him? I thought he was too nice. I thought I would walk all over him, and I was going. I thought he was too nice. She thought wrong. Oh, I did. I thought wrong. I don't know what it is. There is this thought out there, this, this desire out there. I want me a soldier. I want me a hard dude. I want me this and that and the other thing. And those are the worst guys to get because they're not it's nice true. to you. It's and true. you get a nice guy and you're worried like, I, I don't want him. Why wouldn't you want a nice guy? I mean, they always say nice guy finish laugh. That's because women are foolish. Okay, uh, let's talk about this real quick. And uh, we're going to talk about it because there's some women out here that are irate. Coach, that ain't me. I really appreciate a nice guy. Well, you're probably over the age of 32. 
And it's probably a little bit too late. And that's you. We need to talk about that and address that. What were you doing when you were 18? What were you doing when you were 21? What were you doing when you were 25? What were you doing when you were 28? We're going to talk about that when we talk about the male archetypes. Yeah, because even the good girls are out here and they want the bad guy. They want the Chad or Tyrone. They want the player, the pokey. See, you want nice guys now. And that's you. You're available and single now. Uh, Wait. And that's you. But what were you doing when you had the advantage of the marketplace to choose and select the nice guy, the romantic guy? Let's talk about the five male archetypes here. And I've did a whole show on this. So if you don't know, I've done the entire show. Don't ask me what show it was. But let's give you the five male archetypes. Oh, I actually have it here on. I forgot about this. The five male archetypes. These are typical. These are also uh, archetypes. These aren't static. Men could evolve in these archetypes. Men can start off one way and lead up the other way. And then people will have an explanation of why this person is a certain way. These aren't static. They're very dynamic. Some men mature out of one and become the other. Some men try one and then they end up in another. But the five male archetypes, the Chad and Tyrone, and next to it, I have that's the default setting for a small percentage of men. When we talk about a Chad or Tyrone, many people will think you're jealous of the Chad or Tyrone. Many people think the Chad and Tyrone has an advantage. His advantage is he's get access to um, women in their prime. And that's what uh, the Chad or Tyrone does, and he does it by default. There's a lot of fake Chad or Tyrones out here. And what I want to tell you about what we call Chad or Tyrone, Chad and Tyrone is, he was born it. He, that wasn't, he wasn't a created alpha at 40. He wasn't divorced, created himself to be a Chad and Tyrone, and he made himself alpha. No, a Chad or Tyrone is default. The perks that he gets is women, a lot of them, or access to them at all ages, but especially the prime woman, especially the woman in his prime. Now, he doesn't have to try to be Chad or Tyrone. He is. He is who he is. He was born that way. He didn't learn game to be that way. He just is. It's a default setting for a small percentage of men. And those dudes sometimes get on child support. Sometimes they be, be uh, sometimes they turn try to turn into the nice guy. Some sometimes they evolve. Sometimes they become the gentleman, which is another ar archetype. But Chad and Tyrone is who he is. He has the size, he has the strength, he has the attention. And a lot of women will crave, even if she's a woman that wants a nice guy, she will make the nice guy wait. And Chad and Tyrone doesn't because he has the social proof or he has the stigma or the status. It's a default setting. He doesn't have to try. He just is. And if you ask the Chad or Tyrone, how do you get girls? He don't know. He was like, or there'll be a Chad or Tyrone will come into this space and he'll be like, I'm going to teach you guys how to be successful. And the dude's six foot three chiseled out of rock and stone. And he's going to tell us how to be successful with women. He does very poorly in the algorithms in red pill and he doesn't get it why won't these men listen to me because you're a dumbass chad you're getting women because you are and that's what it is don't try to come over here and teach us how to do it mr bald personal trainer chiseled in stone ab, ab, it's not gonna work <laughs> you're no dudes are gonna listen to you because we see your default setting is getting you success don't try to make it something other than that you might evolve into trying to figure out some things but 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 let me be positive about the chatter Tyrone. 
the chatter Tyrone also also has this to his advantage. He learns that in essence, because of his experience with women, that none of them set themselves apart. This is a big lesson that many of us don't get because we don't have a default small percentage chatter Tyrone. He knows that because he's had access to the women in their primes and older women and any woman that throws themselves at Chad, he realizes that they're one and the same. He realizes that there's not that many that stand out. The ones that do stand out, he will, like, let's just say Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he will find him that one that stands out. But to the Chad or Tyrone, 98% of women are kind of all the same. The peace leave is the same. He he learns this at a young age. He learns this at a young age. He was like, man, I've been had already 50 women. They all the same. And once his palate gets set, 99% of women are disqualified for the chat from anything real. He'll bang them out if he wants to. Sometimes you'll see a chat and he'll be like, I'm celibate. He'll like, I'm celibate. I don't care about. And you'd be like, how can a man like you be celibate? He's like, I've already had my fun with all these women. They're one and the same. By the time that Chad is 25, he's like, I had enough of these broads. And then he might go into any of these type of archetypes. He might say, I'll mature and I'll be a gentleman. Then you'll see the Chad and he's a gentleman and he's a double threat. He's a double threat. He's like, this dude, this dude is that guy. Uh, An example of the double threat Chad would be would be Idris Elba. Idris Elba would be the double threat, Chad. The Rock Dwayne Johnson is the double threat. He's found a way to take that Chadism and develop it and put it in the gentleman archetype, and he's a double threat. Okay? Um, Somebody probably would say one of the Tate brothers. Um, More or less, yes. I mean, if you take what Andrew Tate was and just don't take his sound bites, he's the double threat, Chad. He had the physicality. He had the size, the strength, the muscles. Then he developed this, this, this stigma around him where there would be money. And then he developed that because then Andrew Tate is not thirsty. The Chad is not thirsty. He then can get women and put them in their proper place and tell them about themselves. Doesn't mean he's mean to them. Doesn't mean he's rude to them unless the woman requests being rude, right? But Andrew Tate's not thirsty. So a woman will come. She could be a contender. He can treat her with respect and be nice. He's not being rude to her. He's a gentleman with her. He doesn't have to show off. A Chad that's 25 and above and still showing off like that to every woman that comes in his orbit, even the good contenders, yeah. That guy has a maturity. He's still Chad and it's going on too long. Yeah, that gentleman archetype. So Denzel would be, I don't know what he was when he was younger. I don't know if he's the double threat, but yeah. It's the James Bond. So not all gentlemen were a Chad, but we're just talking about it. See, it's not fluid. Let me give you the next archetype, which is the player. The player, uh, the PUA, the Mac. You can even say um, somewhat the pimp. These guys are characters. These guys are attempting to mimic the Chad and Tyrone. Sometimes they might have the characteristics of the Chad or Tyrone, but they don't have the charisma, so they create the charisma. Many people who are these guys, they're not really who they are. 
So the player is mimicking something. The 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 PUA is mimicking. They're creating characters around a certain archetype, and it's a mix of gentlemen versus Chad and Tyrone. But they will say is I have certain body count, and they will credit it to them being Chad and Tyrone, which is not. Sometimes that body count is very skewed. But these are characters. They can't do this all time, 24-7, but they will show themselves as being a Chad and Ty Tyrone, and it's a snapshot of their life. Meanwhile, they're, uh, they're a goofball. You can tell they're a goofball. Russell Wilson plays in this area, and he kind of goes back and forth between this and the gentleman. Like, when he's with Sierra, he's like, look at me, I'm this. But then he's a goofball. He, he falls into the lane. He's really a lame, but he's trying to play. Oh, look at me. I got the best girl around here. I got the R&B. Yeah, bro. Anyway. But the but these guys tend to if they get arrested in their development, they'll turn into the 61 year old guy still talking about all the hoes he's he's getting at this point. I get all these hoes. Why? Because they just love my charisma and my playerism and my and my madness. This is a good step for a man to be in because you will then get exposure to women at a certain age. You will learn you were most of these guys were the nice guys. If you look at some of these characters and you go back and you look at their high school picture, you look at some, you can see they goofy. You can see they weren't the character they are today. Now they matured into this character because they got confidence. Sometimes they will act like the, the very one thing that, that they will do is that they'll act like they got control over women and they'll be mean to them. They'll be rude to them. They'll be disrespectful to them. In public, but in private, they be meow to them. They'll overdo it in public. They'll overdo it in public. Ah, got these hoes in line. Hoes always listen to me. You uh, and she, That is a character they're playing, and it's a very... It, that character should be played for a very short period in your life. Then you should mature. If you don't mature, if you don't mature, you'll be stuck in this and you'll be 35, 40, 45, 50, still trying to prove that you get hoes by being a player in a match. I, it's actually disgusting. Do not do this. You might be like DJ Academics. I'm the prize. How old is DJ Academics? Really? We know you're not no player. We know you're not the prize. And they will say things like, I got money, so I'm the prize. But you a goofball. You a lame. You're playing a character. You're trying to mimic Chad and Tyrone, and you're nowhere near it. It's actually embarrassing. When I see men being rude to women in public, in public, it's embarrassing to me. Not because I'm embarrassed for the woman. I'm embarrassed for the man. I'm going, dude, you think this is the way to do it? You think you're, you think, um, you, you think being a man is being rude and disrespectful to women? It's sad. If you really have control over women, you don't have to even get to this rude part. <laughs> you don't even have to get to the disrespect. Okay. And behind closed doors, they be meow, 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 meow. They back to being a lame. And women can see through this act. Women can see through this act more than men can. And that's the sad part about it. It's the sad part about it. Now, younger women can't see through this act. This is what gets younger women in trouble. It's because they will give the player access to her thinking he's Chad, thinking he's Tyrone, and then they find out he's a lame. Mm. Yep, they find out he's a lame behind closed doors, and they're like, damn.
I thought you were, yeah, I thought you was the man, but you were lame. Now, let's go to the next archetype, which is the gentleman archetype. The gentleman archetype can be evolved from a lane. You could be a lane. You could start off as a, a lane. You could go to the player, and then you can try to be the Chad. Then eventually you'll settle into gentlemen, or you stay your ass in the lane category. Okay, So the, the gentleman archetype is experienced. He's seasoned. Typically, when you think of a gentleman, you don't think of younger guys. You think of older guys. And the older guys have learned through experience, practical application, and experience trying to be something they're not, and then they settle into this. The gentleman is probably the archetype that you would see, see the most successful men at. Most men will experience the gentleman, I mean, the, the chatter Tyrone, and think they're the most successful, but it's really the gentleman. The gentleman is having the most success. The gentleman knows how to discard the dead weight. He knows how to avoid letting his lust be, uh, be get him caught being in public with a fat woman or a broke woman, or a skeezer, or a woman with a colored wig, the gentleman will never be caught dead with a woman like that in public, with a tattoo all up and down her damn chest. He will never be caught dead in public, and he's no discernment not to even be caught trying to negotiate and telling that woman he's the prize. He will not be caught in public doing that shit. Now, he would, he would have when he was younger. He found that out, and he said, never again. He's like, never again. A gentleman sometimes prioritizes himself over the woman. A, a gentleman, most of the time, um, he likes women. He loves women, but he will never let women run him. Okay, he did, but he won't anymore. A gentleman knows that he, yeah, somebody says he knows that he could just pay the woman for the experience, and it's fine. It doesn't take away his credibility, but the pride of the PUA and the player, oh, I never let a woman give, keep a dime. That bullshit is a character. That's a character. They and they pay. And his pride will say, Well, I don't pay. See, that's pride. The gentleman doesn't have pride. He has a natural confidence. And you will see a guy evolve into that. And this normally comes with experience and it comes with season. He doesn't have to argue with a woman because that woman will never argue with that guy in public. She knows. She knows he has options and he's probably legit financially or somewhere where she knows if I act up on this dude in public, it ain't going to go well. That will be my last day seeing him. So guys don't start as gentlemen. Typically, they evolve into that, and it's with experience and season. This is why the gentleman typically does look nice. He's never rude. He never has to show you masculine frame. He never has to be the guy, the character, that be like, look, I keep these holes in line. He doesn't even have to say that because he never deals with holes that he got to keep in line. And should one woman then lose her mind and become delusioned and then try to chin check him as his ass in public, she's done. She's absolutely done. And she knows it. She's going to lose her spot. Competition anxiety is going to kick in. And she knows that she, ne she needs to keep herself in shape for this gentleman. Because if she gets fat, she knows she's he's done. It's over. Now, where the gentleman loses because we got to give you the uh, effect on this one. Sometimes the gentleman can get disillusioned. And he can say things like, yes, I do have all of these nice, pretty young models and nice women with feet. But I'm going to leverage that into a marriage. That's where the gentleman with his season, even if the season and experience is bad, he might forget 
and he might put a ring on someone and then he will probably leverage his future. He doesn't realize it just because he gets lonely. Gigolos get lonely too. Then he will go out and put a ring on someone and then it might not work out. So a gentleman in essence sometimes is red pill, sometimes is purple pill. And he could lose and tump. Gentlemen become two-time, three-time divorcees. Two-time, three-time divorcees. And sometimes, let me let me let y'all know this. Gentlemen, you pick the wrong women in the end. The gentlemen sometimes have a, have a propensity to wife up the wrong one. You could have wiped up one of these other girls, but you end up wifing the wrong one trying to play this gentleman role. Let me give you... um. The other two archetypes, the pimp or the guy who, um, you know, the, the guy who's hardened by his experience. I've always told you that pimps are not people to emulate. The pimp has been seasoned. The pimp has been experienced. Sometimes the pimp has been a Chad. Sometimes the pimp has been a player. We just don't know where he's evolved from. But the pimp is super hardened. But what they're, what they're, what trips them up is that they associate with low-hanging fruit, scab-peeling skeezers. Now, that's where they get tripped up. Should the pimp, in his mind, take what he knows? They don't often be rude. They're not often rude with women, especially in, but they find a way to monetize or monopolize, uh, um, uh, monopolize the woman's ability to sell sex. And then the pimp will say, listen, I know these holes, and I'm cold on these holes. And sometimes he might have to have disrespect for these holes, disregard. And he might have ice water in his veins. Things that we look at and say, wow. But if you really look at, don't just look at the, look at the women that he's around. Look at the women that he monopolizes, capitalizes on. They're not the best of society. They're the drudges of society. In his mind, he says, I got me a good hoe. But she's not really that good. She's good in comparison to the women he's dealing with. But she's good only because he's normally around heart, uh, bottom of the barrel women. And he gets disillusioned. But sometimes we try to hold this up. A guy will start off as a lame and then try to evolve as a pimp. He'll fail. A guy will be a player and say, I don't want to be the gentleman because the gentleman's a trick and the gentleman's weak. And he'll go into pimp. It's a mistake because you're disillusioned by the experiences you had because it's mostly been with low-hanging fruit, drug addicts. You're not dealing with high-end escorts. You're dealing with you're dealing with terrible women. You're dealing with women who got mad issues. And then you keep putting yourself around there, and you might say, well, I got this woman to work on a corner. Well, guess what? She ain't have no choice. She was either an addict. She was either had low self-esteem. She had long-term daddy's issues. There's no sense of pride in that. There's no sense of pride. But sometimes they get disillusioned, and it's because of their experience, and they say, but the best thing I can do is put her on the corner. Now, here's the deal. What they don't know is they're also sleeping with those women. See, there's a phrase in the pimpology is you keep the salami in the house. Meaning if you got a whorehouse and there's five women there, you're penetrating these women who are also selling themselves for low dollar amounts on the corner. Put two and two together. These soul ties 
these soul ties that you're having is not the type of guy you want to emulate in society. And it's a false, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bad archetype to follow long-term. If you do this for a year, you'll figure it out. If you got some sense in your brain, you do it for a year. You'll be like, Hey, I'm cool. I'm a cool guy. I did this at 24, but shit, after about a year, you should realize and wake up. "Mm, This ain't it. Let me give you the last archetype. And this is where most men fall. Most men is the nice guy, the lame and the hopeful male. This right here is where most men get in some major trouble and you get taken advantage of. This is the guy who believes in fairy tales. All of us have been there. Most of us have been there. Sometimes you're a Chad and you go ahead and go to the hopeful category. This is why you fail in relationships. You start off being the nice guy. You lead with you deserve where was that song by the weekend? You deserve it. You're always worth it. And you deserve you one of them ninjas that believes a human being deserves something because they're a woman. Because you read in a book, you watched the movie. And you will have lope scabbingly skeezers believe that they they will ruin their lives and they will come to you and say, I know my worth. I want to be treated like a princess. I want to be spoiled, blah, 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 blah. And you'll deal with them. You'll deal with them. You'll try to go out and tell them she's worth something, even though she got more baggage than Erica Badu. She's worth nothing. She's lost it. She's gone. She needs a savior. She doesn't need a nice guy. Uh, You've been dealing with these players and these chads. You've been dealing with these gentlemen who had all these women on rotation. You've been dealing with these pimps. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pedestalize you. You deserve. Are you kidding me? These dudes are the worst of the worst. And unfortunately, many men are trained to believe that this is going to be the reason why they're successful with women. This is the Hafiz. This is the Derek Jackson. They're pushing bullshit. Ultimately, if you lead this way, if you lead this way, you will show your inexperience with women. You will be the one of the most disingenuous characters out there other than the player. See, here's the deal. When Hafiz was debating me, he tried to lead off with this shit. And what happened? It got exposed. Nobody believed him. Nobody believed him. See, it wasn't because he was Hafiz. And it wasn't exactly what he was saying, but he was demonstrating That being this nice guy and leading with romance is your recipe for success. Nobody bought it. Nobody bought it. People was like, nah, nah. Forget about money. Just marry the system. People were like, nope. Nobody bought it because we know that that's not the, we know that that's not the secret to success. We know women are going to trample over you and take advantage of you. We know women are going to foodie call date you. We know women are eventually going to divorce you. We know the statistics, but he tried to, tried to pull the wool over our eyes and say, lead with niceness and romance. No, he's not a gentleman. And he wasn't a player. He wasn't a Chad and he wasn't a pimp. He was an inexperienced, just disingenuous person and nobody bought it. Now, now that you got that shit, let me tell you this. (laughs) What's wrong with the nicer guys? Why do you get take advantage of taking advantage of number one, you don't ask hard questions. You know why? Because you don't have the ability to vet. You're going to just say you deserve it. I'm going to lead with trust. I'm not going to give you instruction, even though you are headed for self-destruction. 
even though your life have been self-destructed, I'm going to take advice from you. And then when you know she's lived a hard life, when she says it was Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. When you say or she says to you, I was in an abusive relationship. When she says to you, my last boyfriend is a deadbeat daddy. You buy all of it or you refuse to ask the hard questions. You, you, you refuse to because you're going to lose access to the woman. See, the nice guy archetype has the least access to women. He has the least. So now he has to do bullshit like, I won't ask her the hard questions even though. Listen to me. You don't ask follow-up questions. Well, if your husband's a deadbeat or your ex-boyfriend or ex-baby daddy, the two ex-baby daddies are a deadbeat, why are you out here with me making me treat you like a nice guy when nobody else has done it? Well, I'm waiting for the guy to figure out how to treat me like the woman I need to be. But you done had three and four 50-11 men treat you like trash. Why am I supposed to treat you well? Or do you have these men on child support? Did you abuse them? Ask them the hard questions and watch them stutter and stammer. Right? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You're afraid to ask her the hard questions because you're afraid to hear the truth. And you're so you're 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 so lacking in effort or lacking in ability to get women, you'll take any one of them. The next thing that why you got why leading with romance and being a nice guy gets you taken advantage of. You will bail her out. You'll bail her out. She'll have a rough life. No daddy, no instruction, all self-destruction, multiple kids, all that shit. You'll bail her out. Why? Because she's a woman. Women deserve to be. No. She's already demonstrated that she has an inability to follow leadership in, in her role. She has a, She's already demonstrated that. You'll bail her out. Well, them kids need a good. No, they don't. If her kids needed a good man around, she would have had one long time ago. She didn't need to wait till she was 38 to 45 to get a good one. You'll bail her out. Not only will you bail her out, you'll bail her out when she's about to expose herself. Oh, she's about to embarrass herself. Let me save you. No, let her embarrass herself. Oh, she getting evicted. She just missed one month's of rent payment. No, she didn't. She missed eight months of rent payment, and she got her ass tossed. You bailed her out. Oh, my roommate kicked me out because he was doing this and she was doing that. And I'm really a nice person. Then you'll rescue her and you will find out why the hell she got kicked out with her previous roommate and why she broke up with her previous 50 boyfriends. Captain, save him. That's you. This is why you don't lead with, okay, I'll treat you with respect first. No, you treat, you put them in their line. This is your role. This is your place. I don't have to be rude. You don't follow the rules. You're out of here. People think this is mean. That's not mean. Mean would be calling her names, right? And telling her she's a low-grade, ingrate, disrespect. That, that would be mean. You never have to cross that line. The next thing that uh, white leading with romance and being nice gets you in trouble, you accept abuse. You accept abuse. Men that say maintain masculine frame against women who are psychotic, abusers, Losers, in essence. You accept the abuse from these people. <laughs> okay, that's who you accept the abuse from. You'll accept the abuse from women because she's attractive. Oh, she's attractive. I'll accept abuse from her. But I wouldn't tolerate it from no fat girl. No, no, no. That's wrong. 
You accept when your girlfriend gives you the silent treatment. You accept uh, being in the doghouse and sleeping on the couch. You expect her, uh, you accept her giving you the third degree and asking you 20 questions. And then when you ask her one, she dodges it and shuffles away and doesn't hold herself accountable. You accept gaslighting. You'll accept withdrawal of affection. Hey, honey, you think I can get some access to you? I paid all the bills this week. Nah, pay them next week and I'll, I'll maybe think about it. You will accept the woman ranting at you. Soon as she opened her mouth and I told you this and what you need to do and going off on a rant, you'll sit there and take it and you'll be sitting there like a, a beaten dog. I don't want to lose you, baby. See, this is why leading with nice guy and leading with romance, that allows the woman to believe you're a lower quality. Is she going to stick around? Yes. Many parasites stick around with hosts as long as the host doesn't kick them out. Yeah, you're paying the bills. You're being nice to her. You treated her with respect that she didn't deserve. <laughs> okay. The next reason why you get taken advantage of and why not to leave a romance is that most of the time you do this with, it is not younger women. It is older women, spinsters, old maids, leftovers, damaged goods, bridesmaids, never the brides. These are the people who you are nice to. And Instagram models, throw them in there. OnlyFans models. These people, these are who, the, who you're treating nice. Now, doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful to these people. But yeah, cougars, what you should do is avoid them. Nah, you don't qualify. Ma'am, you do not qualify. It's nice. You're, you seem like a nice person. You might find some sucker out there, but it ain't going to be me. <laughs> it ain't going to be me. Best of luck. But you'll be like, well, they still have value. Okay, well, they have value for a person like you. You'll romance them. That person will say, nobody's ever me ever taken me out on a date like this. Let me let me give you let me give you let me give you a little bit of clue here. I want you to listen to this. This person just said, nobody's ever taken me on a date and treated me this nice before. That's a hint. You know why that's a hint? Because this person is 28 years old, 30, 32, 35, pregnant, one, two, and three times, previously married, could be. And nobody, nobody has done this for her. Why? She's accepted getting knocked up. She's accepted getting treated like trash and abused. She's accepted it. She stayed with a guy 10, 20 years, seven years, and she stuck around. But you think giving her the nice guy treatment is the way to keep her sticking around? Are you crazy? <laughs> what? You can't be this dumb. You think that's going to be the answer? No. She'll come back. She'll stick around like a dog or a cat that you feed a stray cat in the alley. Yeah, she'll stick around for that shit. But she definitely going to cheat on your monkey ass. Why? She's used to being treated bad. She's used to accepting poor treatment. These are the people that you treat well and they cheat on you with, with Chad and Tyrone. These are the people that you treat well and later on you find out she's still with Chad or Tyrone. She runs back to her boyfriend that beat on her. 
Think about it. Is this true all the time? Is this true all the time? No, but it happens a, a lot. And you led with, I'm going to be the nice guy. I'm going to be the romantic guy. And you're a fake gentleman. A gentleman puts a woman and lets her know, okay, yeah, you can come in with that stuff, but you make sure you follow these rules. You say, you toe the line. You give her expectations. You don't let low-quality women come through the door. You vet low-quality women before you sleep with them. That's a gentleman. A nice guy doesn't vet. He actually avoids vetting and hopes that this woman actually loves her, and he does the wrong thing. Uh, let's give you some more. Oh, um, it's going to be, uh, let's see here. Uh, the nice guy can be easily manipulated, right? And so if I say a woman manipulates man, a nice guy will come in here like this. No, you just bitter and hurt. That's not manipulation. You're calling women evil. You hate women. I, I've never demonstrated that I've hated women. Any woman that has met me in person, which I've met a lot of women in person that knew who I was, they, they will probably never say I was mean. My ex-wife will never say I was mean. She, she can't even say that. She might have said he, he tried to put me in my place, a.k.a. he verbally abused me. He didn't let me get away with shit. Yeah, that's what she would say. Well, he yelled at me. Dot, 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 when I didn't do what I, my expectations, when I didn't live under his expectations and his rule. And then he yelled at me. Yes, I did. All right. I will do that to you and make sure you know. Wait a minute. You stepping out of line 50, 11 times. Oh, you go. Uh, listen, that is the difference. But a guy who is um, nice is easily manipulated. They'll say things like you're bitter, you're hurt. You have a wall up. You're cold. So forth and so on. And he'll like, I can love you better than the other guy can. That's you. Yeah, hold up for a second. That's you. And that's you. You're easily manipulated. If you don't have access to many women, typically you're going to be easily manipulated. She's going to know you don't have access to many women. And she's going to know you're a fool by trying to be romantic to her. She's the guy. She's the woman that. Oh, you're such a, you have to earn. Even if you're married, you're going to have to earn access to her. You're a, you're a fool. You're a fool. Um, and a lot of us have been there. Last one. A nice guy is likely to accept the friend zone as a constellation prize or a, a constellation prize to rejection. A nice guy or a romantic guy is likely to take the friend zone as a constellation to rejection. That's a constellation prize. Well, I'm not really looking for a relationship now, but you seem nice. I'd go out to brunch with you. I'd go out for dinner with you. I'd hang out with you. I'd be seen with you, but you're not getting this sweet, sweet sugary walls. Okay. And if I find out that you're a player and if I find out that you're a Chad, I'm not going to be friends with you. But but if you keep being nice to me, maybe down the line, that's the nice guy. That's just going to lead you into problems because you'll accept the friend zone. Now, a player won't do that shit. A player is like, I'm going to eventually either get that tail or I'm not going to waste time. Chad and Tyrone's maybe, but typically a woman that is a friend to a Chad or Tyrone, that guy inherently knows he's going to get access to her with very little effort or he's already accessed her. And he ain't going to pay a meal. He's not going to sit down at dinner for it. 
He's going to catch her ass, you know, be like, hey, just slide through. That's what Chad does. He, If he's in the friend zone, he already clapped them cheeks. And he just knows instinctively, what am I doing hanging around with you? <laughs> he ain't going to put one dinner on. He's just going to wait for you to just be like, you know, I'm lonely. I broke up with my boyfriend or I'm having problems with my boyfriend. Hey, why don't you just come on over? Clap them cheeks. That's what Chad's going to do. That's what Tyrone's going to do. That's what the player's going to do. That's what the gentleman's going to do. The nice dude will be like, I'll accept the friend zone, and maybe I'll work up to realize you'll realize how much of a good man I am. And I'll take you to movies, restaurants, dinners, trips. We'll go on vacation. I'll book a separate hotel room for you. All of that bullshit. Or, or I'll let you sleep in my bed and then not give me no booty. The woman sleeping in the bed, she putting her, she all in her booty pajamas, and then she got her butt all up on his salami. The minute he reached for the drawers, what you're like a brother to me? How dare you? But we can cuddle. <laughs> you dudes, dudes will stay in there. Fort, they'll be 35, 45, 50, 60, still doing this shit. It's sad. It's sad. It's a sad existence. So this, these are the things that why you lead with romance, why you lead with being nice, is why you're going to finish last. Some women will think you're the nice guy, and they find out you're the gentleman. And then they go, damn, I thought I was going to get over on him. Or he fi she finds out that you're a player. Some dudes try to appear like they're the nice guy, and they're really a player. Leading with romance. And get, as you see there, you're lame, nice guy, hopeful guy. You're inexperienced, number one, or you're disingenuous. I call you the slow pimp. You're the slow pimp. You're the guy that's going to say, I'm going to do this shit, but I'm going to do it slowly. And some women, after they didn't been ran through and abused and impregnated, they will think their solution is the slow pimp. Well, he doesn't look intimidating. He doesn't have rules or expectations. He treats me nice. He treats me with respect. He takes me to dinners. He showers with me, me with gifts. And then she finds out he's a lame. And what does she do? She runs back to who? She runs back to the player. She runs back to the chat. She runs back to the gentleman. <laughs> All right. Enough about that. Enough about that. You guys can clip that if you want. Nice guys are just slow pimp. You just slow pimps. All right. And if you think about the word, you pimp in either way. You will think by doing these things that you're not as hardcore as the pimp, but you just the dump him. And thinking your way, nice guy in your way, then it ain't going to work. And you guys are always going to get finesse to finesse. Let's get to these contributions. And I got one more story if you want to stick around to get to the three-hour mark. That's what we do in this one. Where are we at here? Okay. Thank you for all the super chats. Did I get um, Mr. Scott? I did. DJ B Fit. Coach, did you just prove that women are self-destructive biologically due to uh, postpartum? I would say any woman that admits that she is dealing with postpartum and she wants men to be able to guide her through this crisis that she's going through is basically telling the men, take me at my most irrational. I'm the most irrational. I won't be making sense. I don't tend to make I don't intend to make sense. I'm going to be going through craziness. You're going to have to survive it. Now, gentlemen, men, you can do this if you want. 
you can play this game if you want. I think you're gonna you're setting yourself up for failure because this is death by a thousand cuts. You're gonna think you're the man you're supposed to withstand this storm. Um, in previous times, they would have put this woman, she would have just been a concubine, or you would have had concubines to get yourself through this. Like many men who were in prominent in societies had concubines to withstand this storm, meaning I'm going to impregnate you. You're going to have the baby. Then you're going to be over there. Then my second wife, my third wife is going to fill that void, <laughs> right? You take your ass over there while you, and then when you get better, okay, you ready to come back in? Yeah. But now we live in a society where we're supposed to be like, all right, honey, I'll guide you through this process. I'll be there every time you want to combine pickles and ice cream together. You're eating Pickles and 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 a uh, butterscotch pecan ice cream together. I gotta run to the store every time you want some, or you're gonna flip out and have a conniption. All right, baby, pickles and ice cream. It is. I'll be back. Then you come back. Here's the pickles. Here's the ice cream. Put it all together. Mash it up together into little pieces. Okay, honey. She's suffering through postpartum. Let me get her through it, baby. It'll be okay. Sit down. Pickles and ice cream. Here you go, right there. She eats it. She still be like, I'm not happy. Oh, what you're not happy about now? You're too cold in here. It's too cold. Turn the heater up. Okay, I'll turn the heater up. Oh, she has postpartum. Turn the heater up. Come back. Is that okay, honey? Are we doing all right? Yes. Hour later, it's hot in here. You got the heater up all the way up to 85 degrees. Oh, okay. Hold on for a second. What would you like in that room? Temperature 72? She has postpartum. 72. Okay, listen, if you it, it, guys, most marriages implode at this point, implode. Most marriages do not survive that. Um, and that's that's basically what it is. She's she's going to be irrational. And you're supposed to survive this. I, I'm not putting up with that shit. <laughs> All right, listen. Um, it was one of the things that was said to have occurred, and I was like, I ain't dealing with that shit. I don't want no parts of that. I don't. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Because when you make sense, they're going to act like you don't make sense. But everything they're saying doesn't make sense, and then you're supposed to act like it makes sense. Mr. Scott, he says, sorry about the all caps mods. Chill out. Man, he hit y'all with the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Oh, where is it at? You show up, you show up, you're dealing with postpartum. You show up to your house after working all day. You come in, you'll be like, oh, hi, my love. Hi, darling. She's rational for about a second. And then guess what happens? You do something wrong one time and she'd be like, you like, honey, what's wrong with you? What did I say? Now I got to cut you. <laughs> now you all on the news. All right, shout out to Warren. He says they will have post draw photos all over Instagram after surgery talking about empowerment. And the dad bod husband will get jealous. Hence, the divorce is inevitable. The divorce is inevitable. So, yes, uh, when person lose weight, that's typically going to happen. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right, Roberto Moreno says, one of my sugar babies exposed how many women, wait, how many women think, or how, what do they think? I'm not sure. She said, men have a-holes. Sorry, she said, men are a-holes, and I'm just here to take their money. Men are a-holes, and I'm, well, yeah, I guess they're, they're kind of in the hurts category. By the way, many women are bitter and hurt. This is a projection that they put onto you. And the reason why you know this is because statistically they get the experience dealing with relationships and men way before most men do. So they get abused and they get, they get their experience early, like late teens all the way into their mid twenties. So they are the ones that's the, really the bitter and hurt ones. And they want you to, you know what I mean? Let your guard down in essence and let them get over on your dumb ass. Cause most men, by the time they're 28, they have very little experience. They don't have any experience to go on. And then he feels lucky. Oh, I got the one girl that got kicked all the way down the ladder from Chad Tyrone, the gentleman and the players. Here I go. And maybe she just needs a nice guy. No, she, she don't really like that guy. She's bitter and hurt as hell. Jack Vendetta, Forrest Gump is one of the best personifications of the nice guy archetype. He says, with that being said, shout out to my favorite African-American over here. Indeed. Yes. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? This is why we call men like that gumps. This is where we came up. We came up with gumps. If you ever hear gumps, we came up with gumps. Calling men gumps. It comes from Forrest Gump. He 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 ended up getting the woman after she'd been ran through. And then she put a baby on him. She she had an STD. <laughs> oh man. That's a gump. You're the nice guy. You're the gump. Now, I can't, there ain't enough talking a gump off of his ledge, right? If a gump is going to gump, he's going to gump. There's no information. Like, you're going to have to let the gump get experienced. Like, Hafiz, he's in the gump mode. I can't help him. He's just a gump. <laughs> All right. JC says, uh, how do you toe the line of not being a nice guy and not feeling like another F-boy? Or is it savagery, savagery just... The, the way to go. Well, it depends on what these definitions are. Savagery, right? I don't think you need to be savage to women. Most of the time, they know who they're dealing with. Sometimes they're disillusioned. Again, I think if you get into arguing with women, you're either a gump, a pimp, or a player. You're doing something way out of the mold of net being necessary. The power is in your feet. The woman, the, the, the moment she gets out of line with you in public, you got one job. You need to basically be like, the next time you do that, it's over for you. Curtains. The next time she do it, walk the hell up out of there. Be like, oh, shit, that's it with you. And the way you have the ability to walk the hell out, because that's the ultimate sign of disrespect, right? You don't even have to yell at a woman, right? Yelling at them gives them the advantage. They can play the victim. But walking the hell out, now that she got some explaining to do. Okay. And nice guys tend to get in engagements, meaning they'll move the woman in after two weeks. They'll leave with romance. They'll commit without having her earning your commitment. And then he can't walk the hell out. He'll get engaged within six months. He'll get married within a year. He lost all his power and leverage to walk the hell out. Because now before he walks out, he got to be like, but coach, man, I signed a one-year lease with, well, there's your leverage. 
I want to break up with my girlfriend, but we moved into an apartment. We've been in an apartment for two months. There you go. You night. You didn't do your due diligence. You didn't better. You got into a legal entanglement and the legal entanglement. Mr. Nice guy got you to where you can't walk the hell out when she disrespects you. You you got an L. Well, my wife been disrespecting me and not be giving me sex for the last two years. There go your leverage, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Romantic, Mr. Slow Pimp. And you ain't got no other broads. Where you going? You stuck. <laughs> See, a guy who is savage has the ability to walk the hell out. And when he walks out, you know what she's thinking? Let me, let me give you all the difference. Let me get tell you all what's up. When you walk the hell out and you have the leverage and the power, you know what your girl's thinking. She knows you split in somebody's gut right now. She knows you like this. Because she knows you've demonstrated the ability to be have enough women in line to keep her ass in line. She knows you split in somebody's gut, so she just got to sit there like, damn. But you, Mr. Romantic, you, Mr. Nice Guys, you got rid of all your hoes to impress this one woman. And then when she disrespectful, she like, where are you going? You ever have a woman say that? Where the hell are you going? Who the hell wants you? You ain't going nowhere. Hey, man, that's one of the biggest signs of disrespect you can ever get a woman to say to you. Who are you going to? Where are you going? Nobody wants you. I'm the best you ever had. Bro, <laughs> that's when you know you screwed. I'm the best woman you ever had. And she treating you with mad disrespect. She know you ain't going nowhere. You're going to go. You're going to walk out the house and be at Hooters. Looking at titties. Thinking you doing something. Eating wings, buffalo wings, nasty wings at that. You're going to be sitting at Hooters like this. Mm. I tear that up. Back when I was a player, I would tear that up. But my wife tripping. <laughs> oh, man. Let me stop. Shout out to KT the King. Where are we at here? Men think, he says, men think of the soul ties of a woman who smokes weed and her tubes are tied. He says, not all peace leave is good peace leave. Shout out to you there. Yeah, man. Biologically, there's nothing there. Simon Small, appreciate you for the coffee. Let's get over to these other ones, man. Yeah, man, you think you're doing something. I'm going to go look at some young tail at Hooters, man, and, and piss my wife off. You come back home smelling like buffalo wings and beer. Where was you at? I was looking at them young girls at Hooters. If you don't get <laughs> She like, he ain't got nowhere to go. When I walk out the door on a woman, she know immediately I'm pushing some gut somewhere else. Immediately, I'm at somebody else's house. Where did you sleep at last night? You know who. I come back in smelling like women's perfume with makeup all over my beard. Why? What's in your beard? All that makeup. That's where I came back from. And I'm coming back to get my shit or I'm coming back to make sure I change the locks on my door. You leaving. You need to. Hey, uh, man. I, sorry, guys. Hey, listen. Listen. The leverage is this. If a woman leaves your life. And it gets better, like it, her life got better. You were the nice guy. If a woman leaves your life and, and, and she got better, that means you were the last archetype. 
you had you were giving her nothing. She was just tearing your ass. She was just she was just a parasite on you. If a woman leaves your life and, and it gets worse for her, you had the advantage. <laughs> You'd be like, yep. And you want to see that. You want to look at that. You want to be like, yeah, boy, you hurting right now. You hurting. You hurting. I was the best you ever had. And you let her ass find out. Most times they're going to leave and it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And you're going to be like, just, just sit back and gentlemen, never take her back. Never take her back. She's excommunicated from your life forever. And you go and keep living good. And you'd be like, yo lost. Now, most of the time, they ain't never <laughs> going to do better than you. It's now it depends on who you are. J flow always got treated better because I was on the dark side. That's the that's an, that's kind of like the gentleman archetype. A woman that knows you're on the dark side and she still gives you her body or her time. That's when you know you got ultimate leverage. And naturally, dudes, guys, you're supposed to have other women. I know this goes against conventional wisdom. Sometimes women will be like, I agree with that, coach. But sometimes they'd be like, no, dude, you're supposed to have other women. This is where I'm going to lose a lot of people. You're not supposed to be with one woman and no hoes on the side. You're not. That is the ultimate disadvantage. Now, do you have to parade the women around in front of your woman's face? No, that comes with the respect. I respect you enough to not make you look bad out there. If she's your number one in line, all people who have concubines, meaning they have paid women on the side that they support or women that they're going to impregnate in the future, you don't have to parade and make a competition in between them. That's what a player does. A player says, look, this woman's better than you and then have them fighting. If you have other women, you're not supposed to have them fighting in front of you. You're supposed to have one that knows their role over here. You know your role. You know your place. You know your expectations. You know your expectations. Everybody's going to get whatever they get. Polyamorous relationships. All women are treated equally. It's not that you got one woman up here. She's getting the best and all the women are getting crumbs. There's a science to this. There's a science to this. Like, you're not giving one woman everything and the other women are, are treated like trash or a trash receptacle. If you got them in order, you, it's your day. What do you need? Wait over there. Okay, you'll get your day. You had your day. Calm down. This is what I need you to do while she has her day. But everybody knows who's the top dog, who's the top woman, who's the bottom biop. Everybody knows who's the wife. And who's the second and who's the third? Everybody, this is how you actually. I don't think men should just have one woman. And this is just me. I don't think that's the natural desire for men. But that being said, do men do this? Yes. Some men say that's what I want. Fine. I don't, I'm not trying to push you to have other women. Okay. Listen, I'm not trying to do that. If that's what you want to do and that's what you naturally believe, go for it. You might believe that because of religion, and then I'll say, well, that's not what you naturally want. You were taught that. So we can debate about that. We can debate about that. You can be like, hey, um, I learned in my Bible class I'm supposed to have one woman. Okay, well, I can debate that by simply saying most people don't believe in the Bible. I can take that off the table real, really quickly, and we can just be in a circular debate. But if you naturally believe the best thing for you is to be with one woman, then be with one woman. 
I don't, for me, it ain't it. That shit ain't it. <laughs> I've actually tried it and I was a failure at it. Mm. If you want to know am I, where I failed in marriage, it was like, I don't believe I'm in a, my natural setting. I felt like a caged animal. I felt like something wasn't right. I was like, this just is not right. <laughs> it feels like I'm doing right. Society tells me I'm doing right, but I don't feel I'm right. I feel I'm doing something wrong against my nature. And I hate it fighting my nature. It's like, I'm just fighting this. This is not right. And it gave me less leverage. It actually put me in a penalty box, meaning if I wanted to leave this and I was like, oh, I kind of I kind of did wrong. Let me get out of this penalty box. Then I was going to be get penalized. I was like, this, this seems like a prison. It doesn't even matter what your spouse is doing. It just feels like a prison. It's like, damn, I can't leave because there's a penalty. I don't feel right doing it. It's right for this setting. It's right for society. But it, for me, it's making me. <laughs> Once I got free, I was like, oh, shit, this is the answer. Now I feel free. This is the whole thing with the free agent lifestyle. Now I feel free. Then I can do what I want. And then people can choose to be a part of this lifestyle. If they don't want to be a part of it, you tell them to kick rocks. Okay. Anyway, shout out to Mr. Anthony B. He says, Selena Gomez was on TikTok talking about that, that belly deli about how them, oh, how about them Phillies? Shout out to Selena Gomez. By the way, um, if people want to know celebrity women that I would probably have a crush on, Selena Gomez has got to be up there. She definitely on the list. All right. I don't have a lot of celebrity crushes, but if Selena Gomez was here, yeah, I'd be about her right quick. Okay. <laughs> so I said she mine. Selena Gomez is up there. All right. Every I've never seen many bad pictures of her. <laughs> I've never seen it. So anyway. Somebody says she averaged without she averaged at best without makeup. Do most women are most women are most women are extremely average. Let me let's say this: most women are ugly. <laughs> this isn't hate against women. I, again, it's going to come off as hate. Let me just preface this: most men are ugly. All, almost all men are ugly to me. All right, there's a small percentage of men that are attractive, but that's pause. When it comes to women, most of them are downright ugly. Now, what tends to happen is most of them can level up a little bit. This is why they spend all that money on clothes, hair, wigs, makeup, heels. What are they doing? They're trying to disguise the fact that their natural presence is ugly. Uh, bra lifts, tummy tucks, booty implants. Most of them, when you strip it down and you take off all the colorful clothes, most of them are print. Let me tell you what they look like. I'm going to show y'all. I, I, You know, because we have to be real men. What we do is unfair to women, but they do it to themselves. We measure women that take photos with good lighting, hair, makeup, body being posed in certain angles, implants, uh, bra lifts, Heels, accentuating height and accentuating calves, hair all fluffed up. And then we will say another woman's average. What men have to do is filter. What you stop having to do is stop looking at women and lusting after them 
in those images. These are false representations of women. And it's not fair to them, but they are the ones that actually keep this game up. You guys are lusting after non-realistic women. Let's get it straight. I'm tired of people calling women average. Most of them are average to ugly. And I'm not being mean to women. That's what, what they are. Most of them got acne and messed up skin and double chins. And let me tell you what they look like. Let me see something. <laughs> this is where women be agreeing with me. Stop lusting after cartoon character versions of women. You will, you will free your life. You're going to free your life. Your life will be that much better by stopping your lust after women in images and videos. I stopped doing it. I stopped doing it. And I actually can look at women from a proper perspective. Okay. And then I, I got so good at it that when I see women mimicking these things with the wigs and the hair weave and extensions, I got so good at it that when they show up with the breast implants, I actually think they're ugly. Hmm. I actually think they're ugly when they show up like that because I automatically know they're manipulating the game. I'll be like, oh, look at her. Shame. <laughs> I'd be like, such a shame that she had to do that to herself. See, that's how good I got at it. Uh, here's Let me show y'all something. If it wasn't for Max Factor, if it wasn't for Victoria's Secretions, if it wasn't for closing designers and people who make heels, let me show you what women would more than likely look like right here. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. <laughs> Hold on for a second. If it wasn't for all this, dude, they spend time in hair salons, makeup chairs, push-up bra, all to trick you goofballs and then you got the nerve to be like well this person's average and this dude that's where you want to be with you want to be with a woman who looks average in a normal setting <laughs> when it's normal time you want your woman to look average not ugly because most of these people that are doing this look ugly once you strip all of that stuff off this is what they look like when you marry them hold on for a second let me give you another example I'm going to get to the super chat. Stop. Hold on for a second. I got to do this. I think I'm doing this right. Let me see. <laughs> and ladies, I'm not trying to be mean to you, but I'm just trying to tell these young men the truth and give them great counsel. What is this? Come on, man. Hit the inner button. All right. Hold on for a second. I got to go back. What is this doing here? All right, hold on for a second. We won't get it. Let me see. Oh, man, I messed it up. We'll get to the Super Chats. I promise. I promise. I promise. Let me see if I can find this image. Okay, here's 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 another here's another example right here. Let me show you something. I, I've gone up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm already like, uh... Hold on for a second. Who remembers this? Hold up. Oh, shoot. Let me go back. Put this up on the screen. Who remembers this? Who remembers when the baby and his girlfriend, Danny Lee, after she had her baby, who remembers when they had that video and she was in the background? Anybody remember that shit? 
right? She was in the background. Now, now, she's not in her full makeup or hair, right? She's not in her, let me see. I'm trying to make the picture, because this is the video. This is XL Magazine. Let me see if I'll do it. Let me see if I can get the pictures. All right, I wanted to get a bigger picture, and it's not there. So that's her in the background. Now, she looked average as hell, bro. She ain't ugly. She just looked like an average woman. Now, this is what she looks like glammed up right there. Uh, let me see if I can get a bigger picture. This is, this is what she looks like glammed up. This is who you're comparing. This is who you're comparing. Let me see if I can get my mouse. This is what you say is a baddie. I'm trying to educate you guys right now. You're saying this is a baddie, and you're right. She bad as hell with all that damn light and her titties pushed up and tanner and primer and concealer and mascara and her eyebrows done and her hair done. Yes, she's a baddie, but that's what she looked like when she at the crib right there, right there. Does she look like a nine? Does she even look like an eight? Does she look like a seven? She looked like a six to me, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful for her. What I'm trying to do is educate you young men. Stop telling me somebody's average when, I, in my opinion, they're all average to below average at best. And this isn't to put them down. It's to tell you guys, stop evaluating women um, in their cartoon character highlight film version of themselves it would be like saying it would be like saying you know you can make anybody look like an nba all-star with an edited film and showing the highlights let me see james harden on defense well he don't look like an all-star if i made a whole clips of james harden playing defense and russell westbrook playing offense they're not going to look like all-stars This is just the education for you guys, and it comes from the gentleman archetype. I know what women look like. I've lived with women. I've lived with women that look like a six, and then all of a sudden we were going out to dinner. She looks like an eight, and everybody's like, you're lucky to have her. Well, I know she farts in bed. I know when she goes to the toilet and poops. I know what it smells like when it comes out. I know what she looks like stripped down. She's not, does not look like this normally. Hmm. That's just something you guys got to get over. And it will make you live a healthier life. And it will actually make you choose better women in terms of, of not trying to hold out for a makeup beauty. Those women are transformers at best. All right, shout out to... <laughs> uh, shout out to Mr. Shabazz. He says, my mother always told me never marry a overweight woman. We got to call her overweight. And I tell you that, too. If you like women thick, do not get them when they're thick. You want to plumping them up because if they're thick already, they're going to get thicker. Shout out to nevertheless. He says too reliable while married equals girls nights out. Yes, it does. And she'll let you sit at home. And you're playing video games and the kids are sleeping in the bedroom and she's shaking her ass and sucking off bouncers. And getting drinks and hit on all night. And her self-esteem is through the roof by the time she gets back home. All right. If you come home every night and set that as a um, set that as a standard, and then she eventually goes to girls' nights out, you better get rid of her. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. Did I skip a super chat? Red Pill Reyes. 
I didn't. I haven't got to them yet. I promise you. Yeah, I haven't. I'm still on cash apps. Loud Pockets says, I used to be such a good man. It's a sad existence. Yeah, men will have to learn. It's a sad existence. Shout out to Mr. Mitchell. Wife tied up all my finances so I couldn't split. So that would be called in, if it was the woman, it would be called um, financial abuse. But if a man can't leave a marriage because he's going to lose his house, his kids, his car, his job, that's called financial abuse. Okay, anyway, I'm giving you the lessons here. My friends, uh, Macaroni Tony, a funny example of men protecting a woman is from the game Mario Brothers. This man, Mario, used to use drugs, mushrooms, or he had to use drugs, mushrooms, get help from his brother, and ride a damn dinosaur to keep the princess from bouncing up and down on a freaking turtle king. All right, and he says you have, he says your right has standards. Sorry, man, I'm, I'm messing that up. You're right, out standards of change. I remember popping bra straps in class while bored in middle school. Nowadays, chicks don't even bother wearing a bra. Areola's just free and cockeyed like a lizard. Again, nah, oh man, that's anyway. Uh, Travis says, I have a junior college chick that I see who has a gump boyfriend. She told me she takes it down the gullet for me, but not him. Once you're on that side of the interaction, there is no going back. For men, once you've done things like slept with other men's wives and slept with girlfriends that have boyfriends, this is why women's behavior does make men cold. If you slept with a man's wife, it's going to make you, it's going to either confirm what you think about women or make you believe different about women. So women do control this by doing these things. They're in un unhappy marriages and they'll cheat on their husband. Well, the guy who cheated on the with the wife is not a good human being. But what they did is made that man realize, oh, shit, these hoes ain't shit. Now, same thing with a girl who gives you her number, but she has a boyfriend. Or lets you smash, but she has a boyfriend. That behavior has changed or either confirmed what he believed about women or made him understand that these hoes ain't loyal. So two people are contributing to how he believes and feels about women. Doesn't matter that all women aren't doing it, but he knows he slept with many women who have boyfriends. What is he going to feel about women? It's a sad existence, but we keep fighting these things, but it is what it is. There's a lot of women with men, boyfriends, a lot of women in polyamorous or um, um, open relationships. The guy is a gump. He's he's archetype number five, but he allows her to have an OnlyFans. He allows her to cheat. He allows her to have a sugar daddy. He And you're going, wow. She's going home and she didn't just swallow my kids. It's wow. Is that guy ever going to have a healthy marriage? No. But it's not just his fault. The woman played a role in that too. Mr. Rennie says, wife, oh, I got that one already. He wife tied up the finances. He couldn't split. We're going to go to Venmo. Thank you guys for being patient. Mr. Odom said, I photographed Monica some years ago for a client post-divorce. All my buddies asked me why I didn't try to make a move on her. They didn't and still don't understand the principle of the free agent lifestyle. Indeed, I don't have the evil laugh lined up. I got to work on that. But hashtag abundant mindset. People will ask that about me, too. They will see me with a woman. Did you try to hit? I'm like, 
Dude, I'm not that thirsty, really. <laughs> oh, I bet you you hit it. I bet you you tried to push up on her. No. I don't know if you know what that does psychologically to women. We talked about how women's behavior affects men. If you try to push up on a woman immediately, one or two things are going to come to her mind. You a thirsty ninja or look, he just like the rest of these dudes. And she's going to put you in the thirsty ninja category. Yeah, every now and then you might hit, but most of the time she's just going to say he just like one of those. What you do do is if you don't push up on them, they're going to be like, hmm, why he didn't push up on me? Is he gay? Does he hate women? Did I smell? Was my hair bad? Does he have a lot of other hoes? Did he just screw another? They're going to make them question. And most of the time, they're going to beat themselves up before they beat you up. Then the very next time they see you, if they're interested in you, they're going to push up on you. Way before you have to push up on them. That's the gentleman archetype. You take a woman out. You have a nice time. You send her back home. She'd be like, damn, I'm at home at 930. What happened? He didn't make a move on me once. He didn't look down my shirt once. He didn't look down my shirt one time. What kind of dude is this? Interesting. Next time she see your ass, she's going to be putting her tongue down your throat. <laughs> she'll be like, I'm making sure this ninja don't get away. It's all, whatever you've been taught has been different, especially with these players and these PUAs. They taught you all wrong. Trust me, they taught you all wrong. This is why James Bond wins, and he's somewhat of a womanizer, but the women keep sleeping with him. But PUA is running around trying to get 100 women to give him a little bit of tongue action. You do it the opposite way. You do it the opposite way. Act like she's just a normal broad. All right, I'll sleep with you, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'll give you some salami, but you better earn this you better earn this salami. As a matter of fact, before you earn this salami, drop five pounds. Before you get in this 9-11, the car can't take it. If you drop five pounds, you, I might keep you around for a couple of times. She'd be like, oh, shit. She'd be running on the treadmill. Soon as she texts your ass, leave her on red for about three hours to eight hours. Leave her ass on red. Now, if you're a worthless dude, if you're a nice guy or gentleman, she's going to be like, forget this dude. I'm going to go to the next goofball. But if you're worth something, she'll wait for that text message. As soon as you text her back, she respond back immediately. Ping. Make her wait. Now, this isn't a game. This isn't manipulation. This is kind of just like you're not that important to me. But if you want to you want to measure up. Most women will not want to measure up because they want goofballs to manipulate. So she'll evade the gentleman. She'll be like. You know why she evades the gentleman? Because she's a no-class-having-ass woman. She knows she can't measure up to that guy. Now, she don't play the Chad and Tyrone and the player like that because she knows you're a low, you know, and most of you guys are low-grade anyway. So she'll do that. You better respond to me. But if you got standards and she knows you got access to other women and you got a lifestyle, some women will be like, that's the guy. That's who I want right there. <laughs> Tell you, look. And you'll avoid all the low-grade women because the low-grade women ain't doing that shit. They want, a, they want an easy meal. They want an easy mark. Or they want their guts pushed in and rearranged. So they'll do all this bullshit out there. Later on, be quiet, crying. What happened? Where did all the And you avoided the bullshit. You let them go. Guys, you guys got... Look, 
out of 100 women you meet, you should you should ignore 90 of them. <laughs> but PUAs teach you the opposite. They tell you to approach 100 women when if you want to win out here, you need to get your life in such a way that the 100 women you see, 90 of them are garbage. Doesn't mean they're garbage human beings, but they're garbage to you. You'd be like, I wouldn't even risk it. Now, if she came and sat on your lap, you'd be like, okay, honey, what do you want here? Okay. All right. Listen, if it's going to be like this, understand that this is how it's going to work. I ain't treating you like no princess. You ain't getting no free nothing from me. Or I'm going to paste $250 to your forehead. Forget me forever. Which one do you want? <laughs> All right. When I give you this $250, i am going to i am going to I'm going to put some residue on your forehead and I'm going to put some bills on your forehead, pat you on the butt and send you on your way. Don't contact me ever again. This is your severance. Or in order to qualify for me, you must accept and do these things. <laughs> Did I have to yell at her? Did I have to scream at her? Did I have to act like I'm a player or a Mac? Nope, I didn't do any of that. <laughs> All right, I'm getting to it. I'm sorry. Uh, where are we at? No government name. What's up, coach? He says, where can I get the CGA meme from the Value Entertainment podcast? He says that and the F around and find out meme are hilarious. Shout out to the coach gang. I believe if you go to MTR, brother, uh, MTR's mediocre tutorials in review. If you go to his YouTube page in the community tab, I think it's there. I'm not sure if you can change the words. I'm not sure. Mr. Williams, H. Williams says, shout out to the coach gang. My ex who aborted my twins tried to come back. She found out that her career was not better than having a baby. He says, twins at that give her the buzzer. If we have time, we'll talk about that. Somebody says, you never read, read my super chat from the beginning of the show. The one I see is, oh, the only one I see is, I see, um, Yeah, it must have got cut off, but let me see if I can come back to that. Because you must have did it well before the show kicked in. As soon as it fired up, it it deletes those. So I would say if you super chat, don't do it until. Oh, um, unless you did the PayPal. I did, did, did do the PayPal. Wow. We got a lot of brothers here on the PayPal. All right. Let me see if I don't skip somebody. Mr. JH says catching up on tuition for ninja watching. Keep speaking the truth. This is the opposite way. Guys, we don't want anything in life that's easy you don't want to do. It's a red flag if it's easy. Now, life should come easy through your hardware, but it, it, but they, they tell you all you have to do is, guys, every tragic story started with all you have to do is. Every tragic story of humanity and manhood started with, man, don't listen to that. See, all you have to do is, that's tragic. It always ends up wrong <laughs> it's wrong information now don't listen to cgacc all you have to do is shit it's gonna be bad information because it's gonna encourage you to take a shortcut all right shout out to caitlin says you got me coach he says on her dropping the bomb before you had sex with her you would think she would have a little bit more respect for you by doing that that's a principle or a standard that you have to let her know from the beginning do not pop a squat in my bathroom <laughs> that's my bathroom i can pop a squat in mine but you will never do that 
Shout out to Mr. Hardaway. He says women always have excuses. Oh, when the odds are against them, instead of using that energy to go hit the treadmill, she would rather try to change men's stance and belief systems on and how they should try to change their uh, opinions on overweight women because she got pumped and dumped. And the more men, the more variety of men that change their standards based on what she is saying, accept me as I am. She has no respect for you. Shout out to Deadly Ellie, Common Coach W. A woman has no respect for you if you bow down to her standards. This is a tough lesson for men to know. But if she raises herself up to your standards, if you have standards, she'll treat you with respect. Shout out to A.D. Austin says those Southern, those Southern make monk mode super easy. There's a... On every corner, the problem with these women is that they have, uh, as they get older, is that they're lim- literally unlimited breathing <laughs> problems, ligament tears, knee surgery, diabetes, amputees, especially in the South, high blood pressure, cholesterol. And uh, yes, if I look, look, ladies, if you let's just say you're overweight and you say men should like overweight women, you made it harder for yourself. <laughs> Because now there's more overweight women to pick from. Sometimes do people think you made it harder on yourself? Like, okay, I like fat women now. Shit, dude, I'm I'm rich now. I'll be like, I'm rich. There's they're everywhere. You want to be like, I want to be what the few are. It's kind of like when women say you should like single mothers. But their community has 70% single mothers. You just made it harder on yourself. <laughs> okay, if I'm liking single mothers, I have an unlimited supply. More single mothers than big women to pick from. Shit, you'll never be the only one. But again, shout out to Vans. He says, Coach, where are the men's archetypes that do MGTOW monks and men who are done with women's lies. I can't place those type of men in any category. So they typically will go into the, I guess you would say they, they're evolving into a situation, but I most of those aren't permanent situations. Like a MGTOW probably ain't going to stay MGTOW for very long. Some dudes will, not a lot will. Not everybody's going to go full monk mode unless they're older. They'll do that. But, you know, I guess they don't register on the thing right there. Some men end up coming right on back. Some dudes will say they're MGTOW and have a full-on living girlfriend. Okay. I've seen it. They have a full living girlfriend and they MGTOW. Why? Because they went through a phase of it and then they evolved out of it. They found another thing. They was like, oh, I was MGTOW. Oh, passport. <laughs> oh, we doing passports now? Okay, I'm back in the game. And what they'll do is it's been particularly black men. And typically uh, black men, what they'll do is they get tired of dating black women in America, but then they'll just date the black women in South America. And I'm like, them the same women, bro. I mean, but they just slightly less dependent on the government. They're less dependent apotomous. <laughs> and shout out to the, you know, the women that be like them brothers, y'all out there just dating them poor women. Somebody made a point of this. I think it was one master teacher. Shout out to one MT. Don't you subscribe to his channel? He's been one of the original passport bros. Um, he made this point. 
is that women, people that say on the passport bros, you're just dating broke women that are impoverished overseas that you're going to get over and manipulate. Well, the only reason why American women cannot say they're broke, and particularly women from the community, this is a hardcore truth. And 1MT pointed this out. It's because you're supported by the government. This goes without question. Not all of them, but most. If the government pulled the rug from under your feet today, you'd be just like the South American women. You'd just be like the woman in Asia. In Asia. And yes, a corporation is daddy government. They get benefits from hiring you. With this being said, if the government pulled out right now, you'd be dirty feet women right now too. <laughs> Stop. I, I, I cringe at this logic. If the corporations laid all of y'all off, y'all have dirty feet too. It's the same thing, only that government zaddy backs you up or government pays you for your government pseudo welfare job. That's going nowhere, by the way. It's going nowhere. We know this. So that's why I wouldn't marry you because you got a government job. And that's going nowhere. You're based essentially a slave. But that's neither here nor there. That's up to your judgment. But the problem is the people, women overseas don't have big daddy government. They don't have nobody supporting them. Hence, that's why they're impoverished. And you would be the same, too, if the government just pulled the rug right now. You'd be in poverty. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the real deal. But people think that you're safe and secure and you're making it out here. No, you're not. All right. And this goes for men, too. But men don't use that argument. So I wouldn't apply it to men. We have a different argument there. A.D. Austin, I told a girl, he says, I told a girl that I have a girlfriend and she glad to be in my concubine. Again, whatever women say, I would never date a man that has a girlfriend. Yes, they will. They met it. They'll date a man that's fully married. Not all of them, but some of them will experience that. Yep, they'll do it. Some of them don't want a relationship. They'll date a guy that has a girlfriend. Yes, if he's a gentleman, if he, if he proves worth it, if he's a Chad, yes, they will. They'll date a guy that fully cheats on her. I, I'm not hearing the bullshit. I would never do. Yeah, you will. Yes, you will. We see it all the time. It's, it's not rocket science at this point. These women date men that have multiple women all the time. Now, they'll go through a period where they don't want to do it no more, and they'll be, I'm not going to take it no more. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to shed no tears. No, I'm not going to cry. It's not the time because you're not worth my tears. They'll do that bullshit every now and then, and then they'll be back out there <laughs> struggling and striving. Where are we at? He says, he says, AD also says many ugly and average women will tell you no, because they know you look better than them. Yeah. In the natural, most men look better than women. In the natural, if we just got up and woke up and she didn't brush her teeth and she didn't get in the shower. Yep. We on par. Deadly Ellie, he says, uh, coach, you say, gentlemen, don't escalate on first meetings with a girl, but don't you yourself try to go cut to the chase right away to not waste time. So that is a different, that's a different one. All right. So you don't escalate on all the women. So you can't cut to the chase, but eventually what's going to happen is a gentleman's going to know she's trash. If she comes over and immediately she's not going to be around long, 
So yeah, okay, okay, like, all right, here we go. Let's cut to the chase and get get this over with. And I said, what what do you want? You want this quick one, or do you want cash? What is it? But sooner or later, she's done. But a woman wants that gentleman all the time. She out. She's going to be out in the long term. So the women are like, well, that means I need to save myself. Yes, you need to save yourself. I would say that. Yes. Let's see here. I need to catch up on the super chat that allegedly I missed, but it was at the beginning of the show. I'll do that while giving y'all the last story and I'll make it quick. Can women protect themselves from themselves? Here's the story I want to show you. So we have the career woman mindset in our country, which I think is, is fairly new. People don't realize that this is a new concept, women working in the workplace. Check this out. There's two stories about women who are strong, confident women. But when it comes down to it, it seems like they can't protect themselves. Our job as men, we've been ordained by the Lord, the most high himself, God, to protect women. Not only protect them from others, but protect them from themselves. When they leave your house, when they leave and go do their job, many times they get taken advantage of. Ladies, don't tell me no. Why is there a gender pay gap? Why is there women saying we don't get paid the same as men? If that is the case, that means you are not able to negotiate and or ask for correct pay while other people are. Somebody needs to protect you and your boss isn't doing it. They're manipulating you. They're taking advantage of you if there's a gender pay gap. If your argument is a gender pay gap, that means you have a bad agent. You have a bad headhunter. You have a bad pimp. You don't have no man supporting you. You don't have no man standing up for you and say, you better pay my woman, right? That means you're bending over and taking it. You need somebody to protect you, don't you? Yeah. Here's an article really quick. Female bodybuilders describe widespread sexual exploitation. It's 2022, ma'am. It's 2022. You ain't doing something that you don't want to do now. Or you need somebody to protect you out here. You got all this muscle. You got all this shit. But now you're still out here crying a victim saying you're being sexually exploited. You need somebody to protect you not only from others, but from yourself. Here are these. First of all, I don't want to scroll through these photos. But what they're saying is the officials are taking advantage of her, of these women and sexually exploiting them. Ladies, it's 2020. Stand up for yourself. This is bullshit. This is more just cry, 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 and get what I want. It says they pressured them to pose nude, posted photos of them on softcore pornography sites, and at times manipulated contests results in favor of cooperative competitors, meaning women that were willing to slob on knobs, and then they were the winners of the contest. Here's a woman right here, all this muscle, and you can't protect yourself. This is bullshit. Oh, uh, I never consented to have my pictures put on this. Okay, that's interesting. That, that's when we have the ability to sue them, not run to the newspapers. I interviewed a dozen of competitors and judges, and they all said they're systematic exploitation. Look, you either have a protector or you don't, or you protect yourself. This is 2022. This bullshit trying to cry because you didn't get what you want is nothing but manipulation. Oh, boy. All the steroids and breast implants, and here we go. There's more crying. Now, these aren't the only ones exploited for decades for decades now you need a you need a manager a man a pimp you need somebody somebody to make sure you're not being exploited out here here's another one abuse in u.s women's pro soccer league systematic these both articles are from this month 2022 
But at the same time, so I could focus on my career. Hey, if you're gonna leave the house, you're on your own. Nobody's here to protect you. You want to go out there and be independent. You want to be out there. That means you have no protector, not only from others, but from yourself. But now we're supposed to come to the rescue now. Now we're supposed to. Oh, man, this is terrible. No, you put yourself out there. You might have allowed yourself to sleep with the coach or whatever to get some extra playing time. You didn't get the playing time. Now it's time to be the victim. Hey, we live in a world that we're telling women they can do it all, but then when it doesn't work out for them, they can come back here and say, well, they took advantage of me. They didn't pay me right. They exploited me. They do, Ladies, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? <laughs> you go out there and say you don't need no man and all that, you protecting yourself. That, but that's the choice you made. I didn't give you that choice. I didn't make you make that choice. But uh, it's a it's a weird, weird time. But again, we're, this is a new system of having women in this safe zone of 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 um of being safe and secure, going outside by themselves. But then when it doesn't work out, guess what? They're like, well, I went out there by myself and these dudes need to learn how to. No, they don't. What you need to learn is to have a protector. You're going to need somebody to protect you. OK, shout out to. uh. Mr. Mr. Derek Choice, he says, Coach Dr. Umar, never going to give you back your black card. <laughs> Dr. Umar is never going to give me back my black card. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Damn, I got a whole bunch of Super Chats that I miss. No? Was this at the beginning? I got Red Pill Ray as coach. It's my birthday today. I'm 42 years old. He says, I'm like you, young. He says, I'm pretty sure I deserve an insanely piping hot piece of peace leave. Yes, indeed. Go ahead and get it, brother. Go ahead and get it. That was Red Pill Ray as. Shout out to a. Okay. Those are the ones. We got JC. He says, I learned that I can only be nice to myself and that I can only feed these. 304s with a long handle spoon. He says most XXs are opportunists. Opportunists, they want to get their bag and run. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> uh, but they try that because it's easy. They try it and it's easy, it's easy, it's easy. And then all of a sudden they start crying. And where are all the good men? And nah. Wow. Shout out to JC Disney coming out with the busted Pillsbury biscuit can heroin. Anyway, shout out to TTNR. Coach, I swear what you're saying is true. I'm 36 and I've noticed that I'm saying no more often than yes. He says, when I was in my 20s, I was saying yes and left and right. He says, now I'm good stacking my money. Well, you've experienced enough to know that it ain't that much different. And even if you pay or actually move in a woman and make her your wife, it ain't that much different. What I want you guys to understand is the most prostitute oriented sex that is going on in America is in marriages. I'll say it again. Most of the sex that people will say, well, if you pay a woman, you won't get the desire. That sounds like a marriage. That's what you're going to get in marital sex. Most people who have never been married don't even know. And I'm here to tell you it's just not my experience. I'm not speaking from my experience. Most of the lackluster, non-emotional, duty, pity, sex will be in marriage. 
what people accuse you of doing when you go out and you get a sugar baby or whatever that. How dare you do that? You're not getting passion. Please. That's marital sex. That is like that. In monogamous relationships. <laughs> That's what that is. And if you've never been married, you don't even know, so you can't even speak on this. But many times, she's doing it out of obligation. It's like, okay, I cut him off three times. I can't cut him off four. I cut him off the last two weeks. I better pony up or he's going to be pouting. Or I better do it fast. The kids are going to be knocking on the door. Do you see what I mean? I better give him some or he's going to think I'm cheating on him with my work husband. I've known wives. This has happened to me that have slept with their husbands before going the girls nights out to ensure him that she's not sleeping with anyone else. And she'll be like, here, look, get it, get it real quick. So I can jump in the shower and spend two hours doing my hair and makeup. Get it real quick. Get your nut. So you're not here pouting while I'm out there shaking my ass for Chad and Tyrone. You don't know this, but this is true. Does Do all marriages do this? No, but this is true of many, many. And then some aren't even downright having any sex. None. Okay. Again, you're going to have to prove me wrong. Uh, Man, last couple. My man Jack Vendetta says the Bible heavily supports polygamy. Yes, it does. And polygyny. Yes, it does. Monkey D says, I'm on my way to some peace leave. I'm about to roar. He's excited. Timothy Garnett, what are you talking about, coach? There's plenty of ninjas in the Bible that have multiple wives and multiple women. LOL, keep up the good work, coach. I agree. And they also kind of warn against it too. So also check that out. A lot of them had their wives deleting each other and dudes sleeping with daughters. The Bible was something else. All right. Uh, Travis, Travinator says, I'm right there with you, coach. Lots of these women need to be humbled because without the miracle of modern science and all the beauty enhancements, most of them are average at best. The most natural presenting women are the best. And that even happens when they get selected. Women, ladies, 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 ladies. Have you ever experienced this? Have you ever gone out to the grocery store? Have you ever gone out to the grocery store and men start hitting on you? And men start or a man starts talking to you and he says, hi, how you doing? And you're like, oh, wow, I'm just here grocery shopping. And all you did was throw your hair up in a, in a ponytail. You took your wig off. You didn't put your eyelashes on. You came out in sweats and a jogger. Now, that woman will say, damn, I don't even look my best. I didn't even put my makeup on and he's hitting on me. You know why he's hitting on you? Because he's tired of these damn clowns out here with them damn wigs on and that makeup. He wants a natural woman that presents herself decently when she's natural. That's what he wants. He don't want no clown with them damn caterpillars across your eyebrows and your damn eyelash, your uh, uh, your eyelashes and your eyebrows painted on. He doesn't want that. He wants a naturally presenting woman. And that's what he's going to say. But like, damn, there's finally one right there. He don't want no clown. He don't want a clown. Now, could he desire a clown on Instagram? Yes, because she looks good for that picture. But he would prefer someone not to look like that. And that's why he approached you. Then when you went out there and put all that hair and makeup on, now you sitting in the bar talking about black men were there and they didn't approach you. And we'll exit the show on that point. 
Shout out to the coach gang. That means we got a, a short show coming up later on today since I went way too long. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit the like button on the way out. And any super chats that I missed, I will make sure I make it up on the way back. We out of here. And, you know, I see TikToks on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I. All pretty girls. Black girls. None. And it's like, people say, like, finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you, is not hard. I can go on these apps, clearly, and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that, like, is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And... It's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do.